That'll do it. Our time is 10 o'clock. Neil Rogers is coming up next. Nice going, Joe. By the way, Moses, thanks for showing you his rectum. Or was it the other way around? Didn't we find out that Joe showed his piece to a mo? Got into squatting. Abuse some more prisoners, make them scream nice and loud. Get me some wires and a battery pack. I don't care if they ain't from my rack to be used. Used, used to the torture, cause we're just playing their game. In the past, it had to be worse with Saddam Hussein. So what do you think? Do you think we want to hear a couple of seconds of a Major General Antonio Taguba? Maybe one second. Okay. My investigation team consisted of officers and senior enlisted personnel who are military policemen. He says the abuses were systematic and blatant is what he said. Well, this guy how's that quartet doing? And not only that, we have another a bad bump on the road map in the Middle East there. With a bunch of dead Jews and Arabs once again. I just mentioned these things in passing. Uh, and also speaking of dead people, three more American soldiers have died in Iraq. Every day at the beginning of the show, if we have more dead soldiers, I try to mention that because the general media don't even, uh, it's not even news anymore. No. More than 750 U.S. servicemen and women have died since March of 2003 since the illegal and unwarranted Iraq attack. More than 750 lives have been flushed down the toilet. Three more American soldiers died, two from a hostile fire and one in a traffic accident, U.S. command said yesterday. So those who are keeping track, keeping the tally, the big scoreboard in the sky. And... Miss Fudge on her breathless uh, Fudge report says this morning, don't have the whole story on her yet. Come on, let's get with it, Matt, okay? Tell uh, Brian Andrews it's time to go home and uh, you know, get with it. Pentagon possesses three discs of photos, one of which includes a photo of soldiers sodomizing prisoners with glow sticks. Many of the photos are redundant. Some have little to do with Iraqi detainees, but show sex between U.S. soldiers. Pentagon officials prevailed at least temporarily in their insistence that the administration not immediately release the images, which includes the forced masturbation of one detainee. Photos show American soldiers having sex with one another. Bad grammar there, but I think you get the uh, gist of it. That's heterosexual sex, though, right? <coughs> I don't know. We ain't seen them yet. Here's the result of yesterday's second pool. Donuts. This was a big, we got a big response on this. Well, you know what the Brits said about the American public. They're a little like that. Yeah, at least we don't got no queen, okay? At least we're not stuffy like you Brit bastards, okay? So you got some good or some honest news on there and some real newspapers. At least we're not worshiping some royal family. Well, I take that back. Which is the best donut? 1,244 votes. Not too shabby. Krispy Kreme, Josh, 692 votes. 55.5%. Not even close. No contest. No low contender. 692. Dunkin' Donuts, 255. 20.4%. A very lame. In other words, it was about, well, more than, like two and a half to one. More than two and a half to one. Almost three to one. I hate donuts, 133. People with no taste. People are probably like, uh, butter pecan ice cream. You don't like butter pecan ice cream, do you? Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, it's not my favorite, but. Oh, I'll, come on. Why not? I like pecans. That's. that's 
That's like from a back in the day when we didn't have the variety that we have now. I'm not big into ice cream, so it's not like I'll cross the street for Enderman's Donuts, 72. Tim Horton's Donuts at 38, eh? Now, there was a Tim Horton's in Boca once upon a time. Whether they're still around in Florida, I don't know. But, of course, here in Canada, there's a Tim Horton's at every street corner. How's it going, Tim? Least could have used you in that last game. Velvet Cream, 26. Publix Donuts, 23. And Hostess Donuts had seven out of 1,248 votes. We got two polls for today for the price of none. How do you like that? Got some bad news, though, here to start. As if the uh, dead soldiers isn't bad enough. Well, let's hear from... Uh, uh, Major General Antonio Taguba, once again, just briefly. Speak before you today. I look forward to answering your questions. Okay, good. Is he a Pilafino? I don't know. Well, what difference does that make? He looks uh, flippy to me, yes. Okay. What? Um, for the book. Oh, for the book that you're going to write? Yeah. Oh, well, he could be, although Taguba don't sound like a uh, Filipino to me. It sounds like, yeah, it actually yeah, does. He's, he's one of those. Campbell pleads guilty to drunken driving again. Jesus, Glenn, will you put a lid on it already or what? Phoenix, country singer Glenn Campbell pleaded guilty yesterday to extreme drunken driving and leaving the scene of an accident. It's not just regular pedestrian drunken driving, but extreme drunken driving, as in... Like that. I didn't think they had that. Under the P, a plea agreement in Maricopa County Superior Court, Campbell faces 10 days in jail... When he's formally sentenced June 14, he'll be eligible for work furlough after 48 hours. <laughs> and is expected to serve 75 hours of community service under the deal. An aggravated assault charge was dropped. He's just one surly mother, you know it. Campbell was arrested in November near his Phoenix home after leaving the scene of a minor traffic accident. Accused of kneeing a police officer after being taken into custody, the officer wasn't hurt. Extreme drunken driving applies to a blood alcohol level of .15 or higher. Police said breath test on Campbell showed he had a .20 blood alcohol level at the time of his arrest. The legal limit for Arizona drivers is .08. He was .20. Almost three times the legal limit. The 68-year-old uh, drunken singer has lived in Arizona for more than two decades. His hits, of course, include Rhinestone Cowboy, Galveston Gentile on My Mind, and By the Time I Get Your Penis. How do you like that? Glenn Campbell, another little... Drunken in a driving episode. We'll on the surly side. No He's had a rough life. Now let's take a look behind that beaded curtain today. The uh, NeilRogers.com beaded curtain. We've got the once upon a time, about a hundred years ago, very lovely Maud Adams. Yeah, I say the... once upon a time because she was born February 12, 1945 in Lulia, Sweden. She's 59 years old. She's an old bag, almost as old as I am, which is pretty damn old. But once upon a time, like I said, she looked pretty good. What you'll notice there behind the beaded curtain, if you're old enough to take a peek, you got to sign your life away. I don't want no minors, all you punks out there. Don't be looking at no boobies on our uh, beaded curtain, okay? No. you got to click that little button on there, which means you you bet you, you bet Greg Reed's life on it that you're at least 18 and probably, hopefully, over 30. How old? About 30, man. Right, minimum. She was in Ringer in 96. Perry Mason Mystery on TV, The Case of the Wicked Wives. Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Initiation, The Kill Reflex, The Favorite, Angel 3, The Final Chapter, Deadly Intent, Mysterious Death of Nina Chirot, Jane and the Lost City, Women's Club, Hell Hunters, The View to a Kill, I mean, on and on, Chicago Story on TV, the series, Big Bob Johnson and his Fantastic Speed Circus on TV, Killer Force, Rollerball, I didn't know that. Me? You know that? No. She was in Rollerball in The original? 
75. Yeah. That's it. Missed it. Man with a Golden Gun, 74. Yeah, I remember that. Pretty good movie. Indeed. Boys in the Band. She was in the freaking Boys in the Band. How do you like that with all them screamers? So there she is, Maude Adams. Take a peek at her. She's 59, and the best part of the deal is she's still alive. And they, quite frankly, in that picture look fairly alive. At least the picture keeps. Right. Here's the first poll today. <coughs> How do you grade? And I saw him on there yesterday. He was campaigning in Pennsylvania. I mean, it's not that he's, like, gone into hiding, but it's just we don't see very much of John Kerry. No more. And uh, he was talking about health care. Now, of course, there are a lot of people very concerned about health care, and it's a very important issue, but not now, John. See? And they even pointed out, I forget where I was watching, but they pointed out that he's been criticized frequently, and deservedly so, for talking about point A's, B, and C, while points X, Y, and Z are the ones that everybody cares about, if you catch, if you follow that diaphragm. Drawn out. Right. In other words, he just uh, don't have his eye on the ball. He's uh, always talking about other stuff when the public really wants to hear him talk about what really everybody's talking about and we should be caring about. I mean, like I said, health care is a very important issue. We've got plenty of time to get to that, and we already know where he stands on that anyway. But in the meantime, we'd like to show a little more fortitude, a little more forcefulness, a little more uh, something. Now, he does have that petition drive going. He's got 275,000 signatures to have Rumsfeld uh, fired or resign. We'll get to that later. Here's our first poll. How do you grade John Kerry's campaign so far? <laughs> now, come on. Oh. Excellent. He's a shoe-in. Good. He makes sense to me. Fair. Needs to be stronger. Uh, weak. Or what campaign? Now, to leave something out, I feel like I've uh, left one, at least one category out there. Excellent. No. He's a... Well, how about just... Uh, we'll have to add on there. Uh, not great. But sure beats Bush. But sure better than Bush. How's that? Okay. Am I not phrasing that right? No, I think we should phrase it, I like Krispy Kreme better. Oh, okay. Now, does Krispy Kreme make, uh, I guess they probably do. I don't think I ever had them. Like with chocolate and yes. things. They do? Yes, they do, yes. Why would you do that? I mean, that's just... In, in Why would you take case, a product yeah. that in its purest form, right. in its pristine form, is so outstanding and delicious and sweet and tasty and just orgasm-inducing? Uh, Why would you take that and then, like, smear a bunch of crap on it? For variety. Some people like chocolate. I like chocolate, but uh, you're right, not as good. I try I, hey, chocolate donuts. Nobody in the world loves chocolate more than I do, no, but I do. not on a Krispy Kreme donut. Right. No way. No right. way. <laughs> no say permiso aquí. Okay, I'm telling you that right now, mister. I concur. Cut the chocolate. Now, back in the day, we would say cut something else, but we can't say no. that. We can say cut cheese. the cheese. Right. We just can't play that sound. How do you grade John Kerry's campaign so far? Excellent, he's a shoo-in. Good, he makes sense to me. Fair, needs to be stronger. Weak, what campaign? Or not great, but sure, better than Bush. Of course, we could say that about all. How about old John Warner? Huh? And some of their recommendations. Oh, he talks like he's got a mouthful of cotton, you know what, John Warner? Now, John McCain there, I, I tell you, I really like John McCain, especially even though he's got that, you know, that cancerous thing on the side of his cheek. It's not his fault. It's not a tumor. Yeah. No, but I, I like McCain a lot. And I think, Kerry, if he had any brains, he would have a, he would have a summit mm -hmm. with John McCain and say, listen, all those people that talked about you being my VP, uh, I know you said no, but think about it. For the good of the country, for the good of the human race, for the uh, good of us winning the election, for crying out loud, uh, just hop yeah. aboard. They're already chummy. They did that uh, MIA thing together. Yeah, they're chummy and they don't like rummy, I'll tell you that. Right? <laughs> they're no dummies. They think he's pretty uh, crummy and they know the president's a dummy. <laughs> and I bet you John Kerry sent a nice card to Mummy on and, uh, Howie's Sunday. Here with some food for our dead. tummy. 
Yeah. Twelve minutes after ten at five sixty WQM. If we seem a little bit incoherent today, it's because we are, and why the hell not? You know, with all the crap that's going on, especially knowing that most of you don't give a flying crap about it. Hey, let's face it, you've been hearing me talk about Fast Train for a very long time now. How's that quartet doing, speaking of stuff people don't care about? They're just tuning up. Are they tuning up? Good. Anyway, if you wondered if uh, Fast Train makes sense for you and your life, which seems to be going nowhere right now. I have no life. The facts are simple. If you have the dedication, Fast Train can provide you with the necessary training and can help you achieve a brand new, high-paying computer career in just four short months. It's the middle of May, so let's see, June, July, August, before uh, summer's out. In just four short months, you can be on your way to a big, fat paycheck. Fast Train's got day, night, and weekend classes, financial assistance for those who qualify, too. Once you complete your classes, Fast Train can even assist you in obtaining a brand-new computer job. It's that easy. Just pick up that phone, make that one simple call that can change your life, and earn you some real cash. Call Fast Train right now at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. And with seven locations around town, including Miami, Kendall, Fort Lauderdale, and Pembroke Pines, there is bound to be a Fast Train campus nearby you. So if you really want to change your life, do two things. First, check them out on the web if you like at FastTrain.com, or you don't have to do that. Just make that call one way or the other. Call toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Only $50. Two weeks ago, in the first of a series of speeches, I set out my proposal to end technology in broadband, perhaps forever. This morning, I want to talk, however, recession. The Bush administration helped balance our budget. Good jobs are being created, and working people can build a better life for their families. I believe we can change that. My pledge to America is to restore fiscal cancer. And my budget plan is built on three economic principles. First, destroy American jobs. If I am president, outsourcing will occur with the numbers rising faster than the human eye can see. Second, ultimately, as deficits drive up long-term interest rates, they will dry up investment and they'll undermine the belief at home and overseas that America is worth investing in. Third, all Americans will inherit a $20,000 debt in the first term of a Kerry administration. And we will use that money to party. Thank you very, very much. So anyway, Major uh, General Taguba says a failure of leadership from the Brigadier Commander down, total lack of supervision, all of these things is what resulted in this grotesque series of episodes that they're so desperately trying to cover up. I mean, that they're trying to get to the bottom of. Yeah. Those damn pictures. 1018 at 5. <laughs> well, that's what it's all about. No, no. If it weren't for them pictures being taken, we wouldn't have any uh, clue as to any of this going on. And the Red Cross would be sending all their reports, and the media would never even report about it. They've been sending these reports for over a year now, and anybody report on it? No. No. Anybody no. screaming about it? No, not till now, not till we had right. those pictures. That proved conclusively that the ICRC wasn't just uh, doing magic mushrooms in Amsterdam, okay? 
They did some other things around. How do you grade John Kerry's campaign so far? That's our first poll question today, 96. Second one, we'll have a chance to add some names in there, which we know you like to do that because you got nothing else going. Uh, but believe me, it won't be easy. <laughs> it could be a short list. I'm not going to. We'll do that at 11. I'd be surprised. Okay. Let's be at 11. It says that the defense and there's Carl Levin with him. Pinch. I see that the other guy who's testifying here, the shield for the Defense Department, this guy finally took his granny glasses off because it looked kind of embarrassing that they both had the glasses down, pinching their nose there. It looked like, like they were about to do something together, him and Carl Levin. Adopted for Guantanamo and were the... Cambone, that's the guy's name, Cambone. Cambone? the trombone. And by the way, General Taguba plays the tuba and says that some of them soldiers should have used some luba. But at any rate, 96 votes. How do you grade John Kerry's campaign so far? Fair needs to be stronger, 28. Weak, 25. That was my vote. Weak. Weak. Like Al Martino's voice in The Godfather. My voice is weak. Maybe that's what Kerry needs. Somebody to slap him up on the side of the face like, be a man! <laughs> right. Nice going, Mo. What campaign? 20. Good. He makes sense to me. 11. His campaign is good. Not great, but better than Bush. 10. Excellent. He's a shoo-in. 2. We got a pair saying that. He's a shoo-in. Got a pair of shoes saying that. Got a call here on line 3. We don't have time for a lot of calls today. QAM, hello. Oh, get lost. Please change your underwear, okay? I can smell it all the way up here. Good God. Every single minute of every single day. What What would this guy do? I have no huh? life. If I said to you tomorrow, oh, this is my last week. I'm hanging it up, okay? Just won a lottery for 20 minutes. This guy would have to blow his brains out. This guy's got nothing, man. We ought to get him and the uh, chamba, that guy, and then what's the other one? That guy. Get the three of them together Hiya, and, tie, and, and have them stand on th and, and that one, too. Have them all stand on top of a thimble with electrodes stuck deep inside their... Rectum. Yeah, that sounds good to me. And if they may take one phony uh, breath, one phony step, we, uh, we turn on the switch. Line nine's always good, though. QAM, hello. Just forget about Bush. He's going to stand forever. What is it? Bush will be here forever. Just forget it. No, oh, okay. Just forget it. Forget about it. Yeah. WQM, hello. Have you ever done a poll about what sucks the most about sawgrass and all? Forget about it. WQM, hello. Hey, yeah, say, how you doing, buddy? I would say having to walk 10 miles from your car to get to wherever you're going to the, the purple dolphin uh, entrance. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Hey, listen. I was just calling uh, to uh, respond or add my two cents to why John Kerry's so low-key. Uh, maybe he just Low doesn't key. want... Yeah. Comatose. Yeah, you know, I just think he's kind of concerned that if he jumps on the bandwagon on the hot topics, that they'll just turn around and use it and say he's just bashing the president. Yeah. So... Well, I got, uh, I got I, news know, for him in case he hasn't noticed so far. If there was ever a time the president's ready to be bashed, right now is the time, baby. Yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, I think in the CNN poll today, they said that uh, he's up one point. No. And no. No. Not the one this, no, the one this morning, Bush was 48, Kerry 47. Yeah, but, you know, a, a point between is not no, much. But, but you're missing the point. The point is he ought to be 15 to 20 points ahead right now with all the crap that's going on right now, with the way the war is going on, with all the bodies coming back, with the, with the, this grotesque embarrassment and humiliation that's going on. If he's not ahead 10, 15 points right now, what the hell is going to happen in October and November? Yeah, but, you know, if you look at it, we've been split 50-50 the whole country all the time. It hasn't yeah. changed. And even these, and it's amazing that with all these corruption charges coming up and all these things that are happening, that he hasn't pulled away. And it goes back to the point that the media 
isn't really sending out the right message that this guy is a, you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's an idiot. He doesn't know yeah. what the hell he's doing. Yeah, but, 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 but you're, you're missing one point, though, and that is Bush is becoming more vulnerable. His, his approval rating is the lowest it's ever yeah, been. It's down to 40. Forty-six percent, but Kerry isn't going up. You see, that's the problem. He's ready to be had, but Kerry isn't moving in for the kill. He's doing nothing. And have a great day. He just vanished into thin air. I mean, am I wrong? No. He is as vulnerable now as any president uh, in recent memory. Okay. Yeah. I think Jimmy Carter with the hostages in Iran. That was the last one. That was this week. That was just ready to be taken. And as a former military guy, he's in a position to uh, talk about stuff. Yeah, and instead of wasting... See, and the problem is he always responds. He gives the knee-jerk respond. They they snap their fingers, and he responds like Pavlov's dog. Oh, he threw those medals over the fence. That was 23 or 33 freaking years ago, for crying out loud. Who yeah, gives a yeah. crap? They were his to throw. He earned yeah. them. He could throw I mean, them. if we want to go into that, let's let's start talking again about Bush being AWOL with the uh, uh, I mean, National Guard, all this other crap. The Champagne Division. Yeah. And the champagne lady that he knocked up and took to the abortion clinic to get the, the abortion that he paid for. All of those things. By the way, the Larry Flint book will be out this summer. Very good. And the Michael Moore movie, Fahrenheit 9-11, will come out, Disney or not. It will be out right. all the theaters. It's at the Cannes Film Festival right now. You can bet your life, bet Greg's life on it, that he's going to win another uh, award. And uh, it'll be out. And, and but, but what worries me is that in spite of all of these things, it, it's almost as if... About 70% of the American public knows that Bush is a total dunderhead and a fader and incompetent and a liar and a thief. But they're just waiting for somebody to say uh, something that makes sense. And please don't let's play the Nader card anymore. I don't want to hear one word of that anymore. Nader. I don't want to hear it. Because, you know, in, in a normal election where you really had a contest, like in 2000, which shouldn't have been a normal election other than Al Gore was wooden and incompetent, but ordinarily, uh, two or three percent, he got 2.7 percent, shouldn't have made a difference. It shouldn't have been close enough for them to steal. And the same is true this year. Kerry should be 15 to 20 points ahead right now if he was running any kind of a campaign. He's not. I say let's bring back Howard Dean. Yeah. I said it ten days ago. You said it yesterday. I'm saying it again today. Just hoping that maybe somebody hears it. Come on, Howard. Ah! Yeah, get out of the closet there, all right? We've had enough of this uh, loser, enough of this uh, this waffler is what what he really is. We talked about donuts yesterday. How about waffles today? We're going to South Carolina there you go. and Oklahoma. Lay it on him, Howard. Stick it to him, baby. And New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Uh, throughout uh, Iraq, including... Um, Abu Ghraib prison. What what do you make of that statement? I don't know, John, but it looks like that cheek is puffed up again, man. Not looking too he's good. Not today. a tumor. I like John McCain. Sometimes, mm -hmm. I mean, there's other things. You know, he's he's a conservative, but he's a war hero. Yeah. Not a. Draft well, he was out with Deborah Norville last night. They played part of the tape from his uh, narrative of the book that he wrote about his experiences as POW. Mm -hmm. Man, it was just unbelievable what they did to him. That's I mean, it was wow. Bamboo shoots. They just kept knocking him down and breaking his arm and kicking him in the crotch and uh, just all the all of these things. And then he tried two or three times to commit suicide and uh, couldn't even get the job done. Poor John McCain. Good man, but uh, what can I tell you? And then, of course, keep in mind the way that Bush trashed him back in 2000. Right. right. With money. The way that they just eviscerated his credibility and just uh, t uh, took an American war. Just like the same thing they did to Max Cleveland in Georgia. 
There are no real war heroes. They're only the AWOL heroes like Rummy and, uh, and the Cheney and the Bush. The Chicken Hawks. 1027 at 560 WQM. Nobody wants to talk about cancer, heart disease, any grotesque diseases, but you owe it to yourself and your family to be sure that you're in good health. It's a proven fact that if you catch one of these things early, that they respond very well. But again, detecting these diseases early is what the, is the key. Hollywood Diagnostic Center is proud to announce their virtual colonoscopy, coronary heart scoring, and full body screening exams that can detect cancer, other life-threatening diseases in their early stages. You don't even need a doctor's referral. I did the exams, the uh, coronary heart scoring, and full body screening a couple of weeks ago. It's a piece of cake. They're totally uh, non-invasive. And even the uh, virtual colonoscopy is much less invasive than the traditional kind. And it gives you real peace of mind when you walk out of there knowing that you have a uh, real good test. And if you have some problem, like I said, catch it early while it's not too late. For all your imaging exams, call Hollywood Diagnostic Center at 954-966-3600 for the test, like I said, that can really give you and your family peace of mind. At Hollywood Diagnostic Center, they offer state-of-the-art imaging equipment with open MRI, high-speed CAT scan, nuclear medicine, and much, much more. Hollywood Diagnostic Center has been serving South Florida for over 20 years, and their facility also provides a complete mobile diagnostic service that can come right to you if you should, like, fall and maybe break your neck. Call Hollywood Diagnostic Center today for your imaging exam. It could be one of the most important calls you'll ever make. It could be a lifesaver. Call 954-966-3600. Live and local, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. All right. Ah. Oh. George Bush, there's a place you can land so that you can avoid Vietnam. Now you said you served active duty just fine, but you be absent in your mind. George Bush, your position's at stake because John Kerry Quartet doing on the roadmap, by the way. 1033, 2074, 11 and 560 WQAM. Red Cross was told abuse is part of the process. Oh, I like <laughs> I really love the way some of those end. See, you, you get antsy about that. I like it. No, I was it. having some fun last week with them. We were waiting for it. I see. Well, let's see. Before we get to the Red Cross was told abuse is part of the process, let's see these faxes here. Chronic Rick, who's just out of control and cannot stop what these faxes already says, Welcome back. George was excellent as usual. See, I told you. Thank you, Rick. A little Trust disappointed because of no eating. Uh, I can't say that. Mm -mm, eating don't, uh, no. talk. Donkey. Thank me, oh God, for satellite radio. I can listen to you in the Armed Services Committee at the same time. Bush would not fire Rummy, nor should anyone want to. Look who's next on the chain, Paul Wolfowitz, even a bigger neocon. Now, see, all the editorials have said that Wolfowitz is unacceptable because he's one of the architects of the mess that we're in right now, and everybody knows that. So just because he would fire Rumsfeld doesn't mean he could put anybody in there. Certainly not Wolfowitz. He is totally unacceptable. 
Finally, Joshua Blockhead, how can he even compare Krispy Kreme donuts to Dunkin' uh, Dried Crap Donuts? He must be under 19. That would be his only excuse. Well, he just turned 21. He's a punk. He doesn't know any better. Even Velvet Cream on Southwest 8th Street was better. When they were still in business, the Dunkin' Drunk, uh, the, uh, Dunkin Drunk Chef got to make the donuts. Care what? I, d I don't know. Drunken what? The Dunkin' Drunk Chef. Oh. What did I say? Oh, that's what you said. Yeah. I don't understand. Hey, Rick, uh, get some help, will you please? I have no life. Just calm down. You mean well, but so do a lot of people. Let's see. Ben, oh, we're still getting faxes on the donuts now. This is good. Right, I totally fact, forgot about that. Let's start donuts. all over again. All right. Best donuts in Florida to be found at Dandy Donuts in Deerfield Beach on Federal Highway, made on the premises every morning. Gourmet donuts, 13 for six and a half bucks. It was a Tim Hortons at one time. I see. I've been there. Hey, it's not bad. Really? Well, well, I mean, like we're going to take your endorsement for it, like you got taste in donuts? <laughs> I concur. They're just dandy. I mean, after picking Dunkin' Donuts over Krispy Kreme, and you're going to, like, chime in on this? Man, oh, man. Pick a subject you know something about when we find one. Okay? Maybe you like the is... Dunkin' Donuts better because they're bigger. Is that what it is? They are bigger. Yes, Well, I are. got an idea for you. Instead of, like, having one Dunkin' Donut, have two Krispy Kremes. How's that? I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Dandy Donuts in Deerfield Beach. Okay, let's put that on the poll yesterday. I mean, let's pretend we did. Oh, look at that. It's got 600 votes already. Yeah. Oh, this is bad. Boston, nine former students of the Boston School for the Deaf filed a lawsuit today, alleging they were raped and beat, beaten by nuns at the now-defunct school. Damn those nuns. Miserable uh, penguins. The plaintiffs named at least 50 nuns in the lawsuit, along with a priest, the Reverend Charles J. Murphy. How come everybody in Boston's named Murphy? It's an Irish thing. And the school's athletic instructor, Gary Gedney, according to their attorney, Mitchell Gar Garabedian. The alleged victims, three women and six men, were between the ages of 7 and 16 when they claimed they were sexually and physically abused between 1944 and 77. The Boston School for the Deaf in Randolph was operated by the church before it closed more than a decade ago. They were all speech-impaired and hearing-impaired, said Garabedian, who represents a total of 31 former students at the school, expects to file more lawsuits alleging abuse there. Instead of receiving an education, they received beatings and sexually abusive actions. This seems to be part of the American uh, psyche, don't it? Mm-hmm. Well, sexual impaired. abuse. So here's Senator Ted. Has uh, evidently approved uh, these kinds of things. I don't know in detail, sir, but those that he, there is a list that he has approved. He has approved. What about on Iraq? Has he approved uh, signing off on harsher methods of interrogation on hey, Iraq? Hey, Ted, have a drink, okay? <laughs> Calm down. Anyway, Red Cross was told abuse was part of a process. According to Reuters, the Red Cross saw U.S. troops keeping Iraqi prisoners naked for days in darkness at the Abu Ghraib jail in October. It was told by the intelligence officer in charge it was part of the process, a leaked report said yesterday. A lot of leaks going on, you know what? A yeah. lot of leaks. Squirt, squirt. The International Committee of the Red Cross also described British troops forcing Iraqi detainees to kneel and stomping on their necks in an incident in which one prisoner died. Yeah, kneel down, let me stomp on your neck, and then the one guy... He died? Yeah, he died. They're just blowing off steam and Yeah, it's just a fraternity a prank, that's all. And they shouldn't have attacked us. And when I'm hearing some of the comments that these right-wing uh, schmendrick holes are making, it's just, it's just unbelievable. I mean, one thing to know how dumb so many of the American people are, but then when you really find out, when you really get down to the old nitty-gritty, it's pretty, um, yeah, something that rhymes with both of those. The Red Cross said it had repeatedly alerted U.S.-led occupation authorities to practices it described as serious violations of international humanitarian law and in some cases tantamount to torture. 
It confirmed the confidential February 4th report, which appeared on the Wall Street Journal website Monday, was genuine. The 24-page report concluded that persons deprived of their liberty faced the risk of being subjected to a process of physical and psychological coercion, in some cases tantamount to torture in the early stages of the internment process. During a visit to Abu Ghraib, and now it's interesting, they're starting to spell this, well, it's probably a typo. In October, Red Cross delegates witnessed the practice of keeping persons deprived of their liberty completely naked in totally empty concrete cells and in total darkness, the report said. Upon witnessing such cases, the ICRC interrupted its visits and requested an explanation from the authorities. The military intelligence officer in charge of the interrogation explained that this practice was part of the process. It was SOP. It said it met prisoners who were being held naked in complete darkness. Others had been held naked and were allowed to dress but given only women's underwear. The Red Cross's visit took two months before pictures were taken of U.S. troops abusing prisoners, which later led to criminal charges against seven soldiers, and on and on it goes. They knew about this for uh, about a year. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about it on NPR yesterday and this morning. Uh-huh. Saying, see, we told you. Yeah. And nobody was listening because there were no pictures. That business about a picture is worth a thousand words or a million words or whatever else. That is absolutely correct, sir, because that's... That's why we got this whole thing going on right now. There will be no investigation. There will be no hearings. There will be no gnashing of teeth. There will be no nothing. The only thing that would be going on would be a lot more rapes and a lot more sadistic and sexually abusive crap. A lot more of these so-called fraternity pranks. <laughs> rush. I mean, how could anybody, uh, how can you have any credibility when you're a pill-popping, phony, lying son of a bitch? Huh? How can you possibly have dirt. any credibility? huh? When your audience is dumber than dirt. Good golly, Miss Molly. Ditto, ditto, Rush. Whatever you say, Rush. Well, Rush said this and Rush said that. Yeah. Man. By the way, you got Wilma's number? On speed dial. All operate with the same rules of interrogation. I can only speak for the last inside of Iraq, sir. You're going to provide those rules uh, to I, us? I can do that. Let me just ask you, uh, finally... Um, in the opinion- I just like hearing him speak. You know, just uh, with all his uh, heavy baggage and his heavy uh, jowls, it just gives me like the tiniest little ray of hope. You know, the fact that he's still alive. A uh, conclusion in your testimony. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I like the way he says chowder. Yeah. <laughs> 19 to 11 at 560 QAM. We are Sports Radio 560 QAM. The story that rocked Palm Beach in the world. Uncle Ted, dude, throw on some boxer shorts, let's cruise our bar and rage with some babes. Excellent. Our money. Dan Poontang. Uncle Ted, dude, let's use our infamous last name to impress these babes and do the wild thing at the compound. No way, Bill. This way, Ted. Powerful. They like to swim naked. William Kennedy Smith and Ted Kennedy in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Part 2, The Next Genitalia. Excellent! Coming soon to a theater near you. Rated X for excellent. See, that's what happens when you're out of practice. I zigged where I supposed yeah, to zag there. Well, I don't think you can say prune tank, can you? No, no prunes. I see. Especially not in South Florida, man. They uh, run a riot when you say the prunes are out. 1046 at 560 WQM. 275,000 signatures on carry petition for Rumsfeld to resign. All right. Nice going, John. 
Some 275,000 people have signed a petition launched by Democratic presidential candidate John Kerry calling for U.S. Defense Secretary Donald Rummy Rumsfeld to resign over the Iraqi prisoner abuse scandal, as campaign director said. Mary Beth Cahill, in a statement, said Americans want accountability and responsibility at the highest levels of our government. Calls have multiplied for Rumsfeld to resign after those images of Iraqi prisoners being sodomized, abused, etc. All of these things by U.S. personnel at Abu Ghraib were made public. Yadi, yadi, yadi. Kerry has also questioned Bush's right to lead in the wake of the scandal. Well, now he's getting pretty forceful, isn't he? Huh? Yeah. He's really piling on, man. He's coming out with the heavy-duty stuff. You just wait. You ain't seen nothing yet. All right, he's a wait. slow starter, but a strong finisher. Look at all them primaries, man. He came from out of nowhere. And he bulldozed them all. Don't ask me how. How do you grade John Kerry's campaign so far? That's our first poll question. You've only got to 11 o'clock on this one. And then we get to the uh, $80 million question that you won't be able to answer. 272 votes. Fair. His campaign is fair, but needs to be stronger. 75. It's weak. 66 say it's weak. That's what I said. Weak. What campaign? 57. That's what I said. Not, not great, but better than Bush, 49. Good. He makes sense to me, 20. Excellent. He's a shoo-in, 5. Five people have obviously been doing heavy, heavy-duty drugs, maybe with Rush. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you today? I'm great. How are you today, sir? Good, Neil. Thank you for asking. Hey, Neil, I got a question for you. The, uh, the only thing I haven't heard, and I've been keeping up with this, and maybe I'm just, uh, you know, an, an idiot uh, like everybody else out there. Like the rest but, of us, right. Exactly. But with the prisoners that they have, and I'm not pre-qualifying this because what's going on is just atrocious, but what were these people in prison for? Is it just they just grabbed for a while? For a while. No, no, not for how long, but what did they, what warranted them going to prison? Were these people... They were, they were, they were picked up for whatever reason, just arbitrarily off the street. They didn't like the way they looked. Uh, yeah, they were rounded up for questioning and, uh, 90% of them, uh, we didn't do nothing. Okay, cause I didn't know if, I didn't, you know, not knowing what's going on over there as far as, you know, I don't think our government knows what's going on over there, but as no, far as... No, they certainly don't. You know, this as far is, as I didn't this know... This is all this part was... of the great planning, the post-victory uh, planning that, uh, the Bush administration failed to think about. Right. I didn't know if these were people that had killed American soldiers or there were different levels no. of, of, no. of, uh, I gotcha. Alright, you answered my question there, sir, Neil. I'll talk to you later. Okay. And just don't, uh, you know, don't uh, confront any angry soldiers out there in the street corners, okay? When they start taking to the street corners. When we have martial law in a few months. And of course, once we have martial law, then we won't have any election, will we? No, oh, I'm well, sorry. We can't. How can if we those have an poll election? results start looking really bad, then probably we'll have to call the whole thing off. Right. And then, of course, we've got eight years for Jeb and eight years for George P. Bush. And, of course, like the president said, who cares what this all comes out to anyway? Because by the time it all finishes up, we'll all be dead anyway. Right. History. Right. We don't care about no history because we'll all be dead anyway. Now, how could a born-again Christian who's a real believer say some crap like that? See, I don't, I don't care what anybody says, and I realize he's dumber than a box of rocks. But the fact of the matter is, I still think that, the, first of all, he don't even go to church on Sunday. He and Laura don't even go to church most of the time. Now, what kind of religionists are those? Oh, part-time. Yeah, part-time at best. I think the word you're looking for is erzatz. Fair-weather Christian. I think this whole thing is just a big... In fact, how many uh, ex-drunks and uh, drug addicts and uh, ex... Uh, uh, I say I can't even use that word anymore. Nope. Ex-doodoo uh, bags... You find who all of a sudden you know they, they start drinking their diet coke and all of a they turn to God and they get off right. the booze and and ninety nine percent of them are full of crap. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that guy will call back in again about AA and the twelve steps. 
Five, six. Oh, that guy really, him and that other one really frosted my ass that day. Oh, the most important people in history are the people that uh, invented the, uh, how can you not put them on there? What was the guy's name? Bill, uh. No. Huh? I don't know. I'm Bill something or other. Bill Stedman. Bill uh, Fleischer. Bill uh, Schwartz. I don't know. I'm not a 12-stepper. WQ, a goose-stepper. You better practice. Yeah. WQM, hello. I got a deal. Yes, sir. Hey, what I want to know is where is Congress at? You know if this was Clinton in there, they would be they would be stringing him up from the Capitol Dome. They're holding hearings right now, sir. They're putting on a dog and pony show for you. Turn on your DV. For the benefit of all members, the subject of the... Pictures has been raised, and I'd like to address that. Um, is this old faggy Senator Byrd or Senator Warner? Sounds just like Senator Byrd. Uh, indicated its willingness to cooperate in every way to provide these pictures yeah, to these pictures, the Senate Armed Services Committee. We want to see it. It occurred now. to me, in my capacity as chairman, that this issue was a Senate institutional issue. It went beyond. Oh, yeah. They're all going to come out. Now you know that. Yeah. yeah. Every one of these pictures will wind up on the Internet. The videos will come out. It'll all wind up uh, out there. So they might as well, if they were smart, which they're not, but if they were, see, they're hoping they can, like, cover this all up like they were hoping in the first place. Done work. Done work. They'll all get out. They'll all be on the Internet. Miss Fudge will have them on her website. They'll be everywhere you look. You're going to love this story. I, I, I leaked this to you before the show today. I leaked it. Yeah, Top officials hold fake degrees. I don't want to reduce your confidence in government, folks, because there's more important things in life, you know, like having a good time, good food, getting laid once in a while, things like that. But they are safety engineers at nuclear power plants and biological weapons experts. They work at NATO headquarters, at the Pentagon, and nearly every other federal agency. And as CBS News correspondent Vince Gonzalez reports, they're employees with degrees from phony schools. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. How do you like that? These degrees aren't worth the paper they're printed on, says one insider who's asked CBS News to protect his identity because he wants to stay alive. And, and speaking of that, General uh, Major General Taguba here who's on your screen right now, if you're watching, uh, he better watch himself because they they're already pissed off at him. Mm -hmm. You hear those rumblings and ramblings? They don't like the whistleblowers. See, it was Senator Byrd, I knew it. But one of character and values. Ever see him together with Don Imus? It's the disguise. Wow. He puts the glasses on, puts on a white hair wig. That's Don Imus. Anyway, the man worked at a so-called diploma mill where students pay a lot of money to get a degree online or through the mail for little or no work. He says he's not surprised to know that there are people working at almost every level of government who have degrees from these types of operations. For example, Assistant Secretary of Defense Charles Abel has a master's from Columbus University, a diploma mill Louisiana shut down. Deputy Assistant Secretary Patricia Walker lists among her degrees a bachelor's degree from Pacific Western, a diploma mill banned in Oregon under investigation currently in Hawaii. This is beautiful. CBS News requested interviews with both officials. The Pentagon turned us down saying, we don't consider it an issue. But using such a degree is a crime in some states. Alan Contreras cracks down on diploma mills for Oregon, a state that's taken the lead on this issue. You don't want somebody with a fake degree working in Homeland Security, says Contreras. You don't want somebody with a fake degree teaching your children or designing your bridges. But we found employees with diploma mill degrees at the New Transportation Security Administration, the Defense Intelligence Agency, and the Departments of Treasury and Education, where Rene Druin sits in on an uh, advisory committee. He has degrees from two diploma mills, including Kensington University. Kensington was forced out of business by officials in California and Hawaii. Another Kensington alum, Florida State Representative Jennifer Carroll, just stepped down from the National Commission on Presidential Scholars. 
Both Carol and Druin said they worked hard and thought their degrees were legitimate. The students are being sold a bill of goods that really doesn't help them at all, the insider says. There's slick people out there. It's happening every day, every minute, probably somewhere in America. And taxpayers have paid for bogus degrees. Some workers used for hiring, promotions, and raises. Isn't that great? Wonderbar. All these great scholars who got their uh, uh, law degrees from the University of Hard Knocks. Kmart. Right. Walmart. Vending machine. Home Depot. Office Depot. Publix. Winn-Dixie. Radio Shack, etc. Oh, wait till we get to this FCC stuff. The one story, man. <laughs> the Rush story? No, but no, no. The Rush story, yeah. It goes to show you how psychic I am again. I had that dream two nights ago. This is a true story. You had a dream. I had a dream. Neil Rogers, King Jr. And in my dream, King, I saw, I saw this image of uh, doing a show, and in front of me was this long table all across this big, wide room. And at the table were sitting like dozens, not one or two, not a whole, not like, you know, back in the days when we had Pharrell, and we had like three or four people sitting there with a button, which still didn't do any good, by the way, guys. Pretty weak job. But at any rate, all these uh, punks are sitting at this table. Now, each and every one has got nothing in front of them except a square yellow button, which is our dump button to dump crap that's not supposed to be on here. Like I had to dump that. I, I did dump it. I don't know if you did or not. Huh? Yeah. No, you did. I did. Well, no, because they said prune tang without right. the R. I, 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 that's not on the list, but, but at any rate, and so I had this dream that all these people are sitting at this table with a dump button in front of them, and now, lo and behold, it looks like it's, uh, it'd be happening. That the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. He's back, in jail, re-singing his classic hits for his latest release. It's Glenn Campbell, live from the Maricopa Tunes. I'm an old drunk cowboy. When I can't see the lines, I start weaving all over the road. By the time I find my penis, I'll be sober. And the tunes I have a cellmate, his name's Jerome. Gabby Don't panic, just raspberries. But the gas keeps blowing. My green on. <laughs> oh well. Oh well, what? I thought we were losing you like yesterday. <laughs> no, not really. You almost were. I almost went out of the table on that one. See, if if Josh and uh, Duff there would get their job done and come in and, and review these fifty-five thousand bits we got, we wouldn't have to go through. I mean, that was very amusing. You know? Come on, Brian. Just a couple of those I can handle, okay? But man, just a barrage. They were all raspberries, by the way, folks. A couple of blueberries, a couple of raspberries, and I think a couple of poison berries, if you ask me. Well, that's okay. I thought I saw a dingleberry, too. Should be, uh, 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 uh. There you go. Wow. Here's the uh, final result on that first poll. How do you grade John Kerry's campaign so far? Fear needs to be stronger, 101. Weak, 84. Weak. What campaign, 74. 
Not great, but better than Bush, 61. Good, he makes sense to me, 22. And excellent, he's a shoe-in, 6 out of 348 votes. Not uh, sounded too good. Like only seven, uh, 8.1% say good or excellent, and the rest of them say, let's get going, let's get with it. What are you, what's go, uh, going on here, man? Now, Dave the Cop suggests this, and Dave the Cop really desperately needs a rest. A rest. I have no life. Go out and arrest some uh, evildoers, will you? Kerry reminds me of a boxer who's giving away round after round, waiting for his opponent to tire. He says, only problem is by the time the 12th round gets here, election day, Kerry will need a knockout to win. And it seems as though he lacks the punch, says Dave the Cop. I think that's uh, not too bad, a pretty good analyzation. We hope that's wrong, of course, but nevertheless. Now, I think the fact that I played that and we had a little bit of difficulty there... <laughs> No, oh, I think that was an act of God. Oh, God. Because the, the, it leads into this, uh, these other stories now. Right. Adding an additional safeguard against anything actionably indecent getting out on the air, Amos Broadcasting plans to hire at least two paralegals to augment existing indecency protections. See, you should have seen me. I was pressing every button on this board here and just... Uh, <laughs> I had the picture in I mean, my mind. Total panic. Like, will you stop blowing those things? I mean, I know they're just raspberries and cranberries, okay? And I do like cranberries. But Jesus, Brian, enough of that crap. I mean, <laughs> while no hires have been made by Emmis, and this is the Emmis, the company is looking to add paralegals in Chicago for Man Cow's Morning Madhouse on WKQX and in St. Louis, perhaps for the Howard Stern Show, which is carried by KPNT. We already have a layer or two. This would be a backup system, an added measure, Emmis. Yeah, well, we could have a table. We got 50 people sitting at the table on that rhinestone cowboy bit. Would have done no good. Thank God it was only... Strawberries. Right. This would be a backup system and added measure, Emma spokeswoman Kate Healy tells FMQB. What is that, FMQB? What does that stand for? Uh, Something a quarterback. Right. Oh, no, it's an industry. I should know that, but I, I never really paid any saying, well, whatever it is, it's a, another industry thing. Emmis has $28,000 in pending uh, indecency fines for a series of three-year-old man-cow broadcasts. The extra layer would augment existing precautions by giving a person with a legal background access to the dump button. Company President Jeff Smullian says the company is taking the additional measure to err on the side of caution. If you're asking if there's been an overcaution on the part of broadcasters today, I think the answer is yes. yes. The New York Times quotes Smullian is saying, everyone is going to err on the side of caution. There's too much at stake. People are just not sure what the standards really are. No Schmidt, sweetheart. Nobody's got any idea what the standards are. Oh, before I go on, here's our second poll. And this is almost amusing, sad, amusing. Who is the most honest politician in the USA? All right. Short list. Yeah. Well, I put G.W. Bush. I mean, the Bush people probably will say, oh, yeah, he would never, never stole a freight train. And also, they're all crooks. I don't have any other names on the list. I want to put so Howie on. Who? Howard Dean. Howie? Howie Dean? My buddy. How we doing, Howie? How we doing what? Screaming. So Howard Dean, no, that's what we got. I guess we'll put John McCain on there, too, okay? Why not? People like John McCain never stole a freight train. Plus, he's got that thing on the side of his face. So that's it. Who's the most honest politician in the USA? Think about that for a while while I finish this story. As almost anyone in radio can attest, uncertainty about exactly where the line is currently positioned has resulted in extreme measures in Emmis' hometown of Indianapolis... WIBCAM edited Rush Limbaugh 11 times on March 3rd, the day after the company instituted a zero-tolerance policy for words like urinate, damn, and orgy. 
The Times also reports that WABC New York edited the word parachute after one of its personalities mispronounced the last syllable of the word. Meanwhile, Stuart Epperson, co-founder of conservative Christian broadcasting Salem Communications, has come out against legislation that would regulate broadcast content. While Epperson is certainly not a Howard Stern fan, he worries that proposed indecency legislation would have unintended consequences. Mark my words, however, if impending government action can cause Howard Stern to be taken off the air, imagine a bill that would give the FCC power to so regulate content that after three fines for violating standards set by fiat, a station could lose its license, he said in a commentary published by Washington Dispatch. Epperson isn't worried about what a commission dominated by reasonable people might do. Instead, he imagines a hypothetical where a newly elected president, Hillary Rodham Clinton, appoints radical liberals to the FCC. Armed with license revocation powers for obscene content, these commissioners determine that conservative views constitute hate speech, which they usually do, of course, and hate speech is obscene. In Epperson's what-if scenario, the commission declares that comments against gay marriage constitute discriminatory hate speech. Armed with that sort of ammunition, the FCC would have no problem finding the excuse for shutting down those voices that broadcast what they would call homophobic views, he said. So in kind of a cockeyed, half-assed uh, way, what? he, uh, like I said, you heard what I said. Committee Don't go off half the button. Ass. No, no, no more of that. That was quite an exercise. <laughs> I can only. I'm just, I'm just smashing going. everything I can find here. <laughs> just praying that he stops making those raspberry sounds already. <laughs> Jesus, Glenn, my God, that's okay. For some reason, that sound is okay. And even that sound, that one's okay. Yeah. But oh, those little ones, man. In fact, what what happens is every time some of that slips out there, that Muff and Clarence have to come stand by the doorway there and sniff the air just to make sure it was only raspberries or some other fruit. And believe me, the two of them, they know their fruit. Jacques Steinberg in the New York Times writes, The reverberations from this year's fiasco of a Super Bowl halftime show are reaching every corner of the broadcasting world, and not even the viewers of Masterpiece Theater are immune. You ready for that? Okay. The producers of Masterpiece Theater, intent on staying in the good graces of an FCC, increasingly vigilant for instances of indecency, took a step last month they never had before. They chose not to make available to PBS member stations an unexpurgated version of the critically acclaimed British series Prime Suspect and sent out instead two edited versions, one with all the salty language edited and another with only some of the possibly offending words excised. Taking similar cues from regulators, an Indianapolis radio station preempted words like urinate, damn it, and I just read that, Rush Limbaugh. And classic rock radio stations have felt compelled to prune their playlist, striking songs like Elton John's The Bitches Back and Bitch by the Rolling Stones. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they're eliminating bitch. Well, guess what? On this show, we still say bitch. Television and radio broadcasters say they have little choice but to practice a form of self-censorship, swinging the pendulum of what they consider acceptable in the direction of extreme caution. In other words, they're peeing in their pants. Can we say that? No. Oh. A series of recent decisions by the FCC, as well as bills in Congress, have put them on notice that even the unintentional broadcast of something that could be considered indecent or obscene could result in stiffer fines or even revocation of their license. So quit with all that raspberry stuff, okay, Brian, you idiot, you maniac, you, you lunatic. Now, let's see. Who am I going to vote for on this uh, thing? I'm going to vote for that. Now, how come we don't have on there? They're all crooks. Uh-oh. Where do I see that? Where's my choice, Josh? He's, uh... It's coming. Yeah, I'll I bet. Who is the most honest politician in the USA? Now, they interrupted the hearings there. What's that? They go out for a pee break or something? What's that Maybe, all about? 
Huh? Or do they have to get the spots in? Let me turn over to the BBC and see if they're, uh -oh. Oh, they're commentating. The, uh, is a ramping up uh, of the sort of level of control uh, in Chechnya, an attempt to impose... Well, they're talking about Chechnya where they had that unfortunate incident there over the weekend. A little bit of a problem there. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Let's be patriotic, baby. Let's get a list of 600 great USA politicians here today just to prove to the world how honest we all are and what great leaders we have. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Yeah, Jim Jeffords. Jim Jeffords? Yeah, the uh, senator from Vermont who uh, went over and turned over to a yeah, independent. Right, I know who he is, but I mean, oh, okay. He's kind well, of at least he guy. was honest enough to see what was coming and happening. At least to me, that's some honesty. Okay. Thanks a lot, Pally. Have a great day. Jim Jeffords, J-E-F-F-O-R-D-S. Got it? Got it. Now, let me vote real quick here. Uh, they're all crooks. Hey, I still don't see it on there yet, though. What's going on here, Josh? It's on there. If you quit eating them damn Dunkin' Donuts. Refresh it. Yeah, it's refreshing, and they're mild, too. Okay, they're all crooks. That's what I'm voting for right now. Don't give me any baloney about them. In fact, I would vote for, well, I'll let somebody else put them on there. Ted Kennedy? Right. Honest, he killed that Mary uh, Joe Capecni man at Chappaquiddick. I don't care. Now it's all water, water under the bridge. Hey, she's uh, in the water under the bridge, right. WQAM, hello. Oh, can I speak to Neil, please? Speaking. Reverend Jones. Oh, hey, Neil. Okay. WQAM, hello. You won't make a difference. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hola. All right. Yes, sir. Hi. Uh, speaking of cockeyed and half-assed. Yeah. Um... Oh, am I talking to Neil? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, you got 140,000 U.S. troops over in Iraq between the age of 18 and 21 or 25, whatever. Yeah. Which probably means you need about three to 500,000 orgasms a week to keep them going. And yeah. you're in a Muslim country that has practically no hookers. Uh-huh. Good point. I'm, I'm surprised that they're not playing naked leapfrog all over the place over there. Uh-huh. Maybe they are, man. I think those pictures are coming out Thursday. They just keep missing. Yeah. Those, those pictures are coming out Thursday. Oh, I didn't make it over. Yeah. WQAM, hello. Uh, yeah, how about uh, the senator from Washington, Jeffrey Jefferson Jeffers? I beg your pardon? The, the senator that presided over the Uncle Chicken Wax affair? Oh, yeah, that one. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I gotta tell you, the, the only answer, I hope you didn't vote yet, is a dead politician. You want an honest one, find a dead one. Okay. I guess you're not impressed. 5670560. Pound 560. I see they're trying to prove to me oh, that yeah. I was wrong yesterday. No, they really are. WQAM, hello. Hey, Nicholas. Yeah. I almost have one, but George pushed the button mm. Friday without my. Yeah, okay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. See, I told you they yeah. want a list that actually have some possibilities to put on there. So I'm really confounding them for the second day in a row. Let's go back to the donut poll, okay? They were doing real good on that the one. That's the hole. kind of thing they can really, like I said, sink their teeth into the donut hole. Eleven fourteen at five sixty WQM is your company suffering from regulations and increased labor costs? Let Oasis Outsourcing help you when it comes to the people side of your business. Payroll Administration, Fortune 500 Company Employee Benefits, Human Resource Services, and Risk Management are just a few of the services that Oasis Outsourcing can cover to help your business be more profitable for you. Call Oasis Outsourcing today for a free evaluation at 1-866-AT-OASIS. That's 1-866-286-2747. 
With more than 60,000 employees worldwide, Oasis Outsourcing understands the many facets of human resource management. Outsourcing has been recognized by firms large and small as a powerful management choice, which lets you focus on your core business while leaving the operational details to Oasis Outsourcing. So let our friends at Oasis Outsourcing make your business more profitable. For a free evaluation, call toll-free 1-866-AT-OASIS. That's 1-866-286-2747 for Oasis Outsourcing. Live Live and local. Here's Sports Radio 560 QAM. Tired of playing FCC fines for me. Feeling so censored, my show is now sterile. Don't know what you expect me to be. Put under arrest next, take me off my show. Shock jocks have got to go, that's soon has got to go. Every word that I say is under the microscope. Don't know who's next to go, get in line or hit the road. Somebody says, uh, oh, John in Columbia, South Carolina. You know, these factories are getting just as chronic as the callers, in case we have another one we had a long time ago. God. John says, Jimmy Carter. So we'll put old Jimmy on there, pretty honest. But who the hell would we want him back? No. No, thanks. No, thank you. He had his chance. See, honest, that, that doesn't necessarily mean good. Right. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody likes a good crook if the crook is on your side. It's like when Tammany Hall was running New York State or when original Dick Daly was running Chicago. Everybody knew they were crooks, but they were crooks who were on your side. They did stuff for your, you know, for use. use. And that's what people want. Military newspaper blames Rumsfeld and Myers for professional negligence. A leading military newspaper said that U.S. Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld set the tone for prisoner abuse scandal in Iraq by refusing to give captives rights due prisoners of war under the Geneva Conventions. This was a failure that ran straight to the top, said the editorial appearing in the May 17 edition of the Military Times Weeklies. Accountability here is essential, even if that means relieving top leaders from duty in a time of war, it said. Owned by Gannett, the Military Times publishes the Army, Navy, and Air Force Times, the weeklies that are widely read by service members and distributed on U.S. military bases around the world. The editorial said the soldiers caught in photographs and videos abusing prisoners at the Abu Ghraib prison are referred to around the Pentagon as the six morons who lost the war. But the folks in the Pentagon are talking about the wrong morons, it said. Responsibility, it said, extends all the way up the chain of command of the highest reaches of the military hierarchy and its civilian leadership. The entire affair is a failure of leadership from start to finish, it said. Defense Secretary Rumsfeld set the tone early in this war by steadfastly refusing to give captives the rights accorded to prisoners of war under the Geneva Convention, it said. From the moment they're captured, prisoners are hooded, shackled, and accorded no rights whatsoever. The message to the troops is anything goes. The editorial also faults General Richard Myers, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, for trying to persuade CBS television to refrain from airing the images while failing to read the Army's own damning internal report detailing the abuses. On the battlefield, Myers and Rumsfeld's errors would be called a lack of situational awareness, a figure that amounts to professional negligence, it said. They both got to go, is what they said, the military newspapers. How do you like that? Yeah. 
not just some commie pinko at the New York Times or the Washington Post. Five six seven oh five sixty. This should be fun. Like I said, I knew we wouldn't have too many names on the list or too many votes. Who's the most honest politician in the USA? They're all crooks. Thirty-five. John McCain's got a dozen donuts. Howard Dean, in fact, probably he's got one like shoved in his cheek there. He's probably had a donut in there. Yeah, come on. That must be it. I bet you it's a Krispy Kreme. Howard Dean's got three. George W. Bush two. Jimmy Carter one. And Jim Jeffords has got the big oh. None out of first first fifty three. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil, let me ask you something. What's the deal with the FCC and these fines? I turned on my radio about ten to eleven last night, and I'm starting to go up the dial on the FM. And early in the dial, there's a there's there's, there's a rap station on there. Yeah. They're playing the F word, right. the MF word, uh-huh. the S word. Right. I mean, it was like the musical version of Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Uh-huh. And how come there's nothing, there's nothing with that? Good question. <laughs> Probably a pirate station, though. No, well, not, that's not true at all. No, this caller is right. Caller is absolutely correct. There are all kinds of records being played, including some, I, well, I don't want to say it, but uh, in the market mm-hmm. that have every word that's ever been invented, but that's, that's a different story. No, that's true, nobody, but... Nobody is complaining about that. See, one thing people don't understand, the FCC only responds to complaints, and there are only a certain number of professional complainers who may, who have no life at all. I have no life. Who make a living out of complaining against things that they find offensive, too sexual, repugnant, some of these moral crusaders. Well, they're certainly not listening to uh, whatever he was listening to. See what I'm saying? Right. So well, maybe they better true, start. But nevertheless. Maybe they better start. It's just like the thing with the Spanish language radio stations, which now they're finally, oh, well, we're going to start monitoring that, and as soon as we figure out what the hell they're saying. And what they mean. Yeah. Who could have ever believed that this really could happen, that we could get to this point where we're at today? Even when it first started, you know, it started at one point after the booby thing in the Super Bowl, and then it just kept, they just kept uh, embellishing it and embellishing it and broadening it, and, and finally got to the point where you can't play anything. I mean, that Glenn Campbell thing is about as innocuous as it gets, and I'm sitting here scrambling and reaching and just like, ah, like, what do I do, you know? Because I'm hit with a barrage of raspberries there. Stuff that we've been playing on the air for years, for almost 30 years. About 30, man. Oh, no, you can't do that anymore because that's uh, offensive. It's patently this. It's obscene. And like, like I said before, where is John Kerry? Where is anybody? Anybody? To come to the rescue of the industry, and I will say this, because I haven't talked about it yesterday or today, and I should have probably emailed you when I was in Europe, because I uh, spotted it. Where the hell's the home page? Did you talk about it at all? Did you check it out? What? What? The uh, We made a link. I had Eric put a link on here. It's Jacob's Broadcasting decided to create a place for people to go, which is probably going to be, it's called Save Radio Now. I thought, you, uh, did you send Eric that link? Yes. Because I thought I did. Well, maybe we both did. All right. You did? I thought I did. No, you didn't. I did. But I didn't talk about it. SaveRadioNow.org. It's about free speech. Good website. What you can do, email the site to a friend, uh, contribute, uh, yada, 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 uh, letters to your FCC, letters to your representative, your senator. Certainly a lot more organized and a lot more uh, responsible because we at least know who's behind it. No, and God, I didn't talk about it because God forbid that uh, you know we should do anything like that, like compel anyone to act. 
I only mentioned it in passing, okay? I'm not going to sit here and go through a big song and dance like I got sucked into that stupid business with StopFCC.com. And I noticed Scott, who well, I'm sure he's not listening anymore, but I noticed Scott there in New York, Mr. Anonymous, is still stuck at about 195,000 signatures and is about down to about five, 600 a day because he had more signatures than we had dollars. And he was, I mean, come on, cut the crap. Cut the baloney. This whole ego thing. Talking about freedom of speech, and we got people worried about their egos. So my website's better than yours is. My, you know, all this other crap. My petitions are better than yours are. Like a bunch of overgrown children. Bob Graham, somebody faxed, but if I fax it to you, you won't be able to read it. Well, so um, can't we just put that on there? So Do I, I need the fax? Bob Graham, no. I like Bob Graham a lot. Too honest. Just like Dennis Kucinich, too honest to be taken seriously, although Bob Graham's at least got better hair. Not much better, but a little bit. Well, he's got real hair. Oh, you see, Kucinich yesterday, he's got like, they did something with his hair. He got a do. A he can be dangerous now. I'll take Kucinich right now. Oh! Yeah. Turn that little bastard loose, man. Everything he says, he doesn't pull any punches. He doesn't equivocate. He doesn't waffle. He's not afraid to tell it like it is. And that, of course, is why he doesn't have a Chinaman's chance in hell. No chance. Bob Graham. So let's put him on there. Dennis Kucinich. Why not? You know okay. how to spell that, Josh? Can you handle it? Yeah. You sure now? He'll Google it. Yeah, Google this. That? 26 past, past 11 <laughs> at 560 WQM. Mad Dog at 2. The Humper, the Hebrew Hammer at 4. From the Seminoles in Hollywood. Wow, wow, wow. He'll probably be the youngest guy there. Uh, we got the Crow at 7 o'clock. Just a half hour, that's more than enough for the Crow. 7 to 7.30. It's a little warmer for the baseball game tonight. Marlins on deck at 7.30. And then at 8.05, the Marlins at the Houston Astros. Eddie K follows the baseball game, and then after that, it's uh, unfortunate. 27 after 11 at QAM, Voom is the only entertainment system designed for high-definition TV. Voom has got over 35 channels of HD programming that's three times more than anybody else anywhere. Voom has exclusive HD channels of movies, sports, music, and news not available on cable or satellite. Voom has your favorite cable networks like MTV, ESPN, CNN, and Voom's got your favorite local channels both in high-definition and standard-definition, too. Voom's got over 100 channels of great entertainment waiting for you. And the best part of the deal is they deliver the best picture available anywhere on earth. You could almost stick your hand right in there and smack Rick Sanchez in the mouth. For more details, call toll-free 1-866-848-8666 or visit voom.com for a limited time offer. They give you free installation, no upfront cost, no long-term commitment. What's not to like? So better get Vooming. This offer ends May 31. Call them today, toll-free 1-866-848-8666. 66. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. At my junior, honey. This week on NBC, the Friends episodes too hot for television. I'm very happy we're going to have all the sex. That sounds interesting. Well, I've, I've never done that with you before. Tell me you want to caress my butt. Hot stuff. One thing led to another, and oh, before you know it, we, we were kissing. I can't believe I'm kissing you. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm so excited. Magic is about to happen. Oh, my, my God. God. Oh, my, my God. God. Oh, my, my God. God. Oh, my Rick. God. Oh, my God. The slides are on fire. Friends. Too hot for television. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Well, now I'm hot. Thank you for that. And thank you for that. Well, this is great. I'll give you a call. We should do it again sometime. I don't care what society says. It's the best sex I've ever had. 1132, 28 till noon at 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. Here's uh, Friends Uncensored in this week's National Enquirer. 
behind-the-scenes secrets, gay sex shockers, bitter fuse, lust, and affairs. Oh, my God. How do you like that? Well, go on. Maybe not. All right. Come on. Let's see. Here's a facts for your poll. Oh, yeah, I like him. Charles Rangel, Democrat of New York, and I ain't no brother, says DP. You don't have to be a brother to like Charlie Rangel. He's got a big mouth, and he's got the uh, balls to back it up. Charlie Rangel. Yeah. Got it? And the nice do. R-A-N-G-E-L. Got it, Josh? Got it. Excellent job. Okay. Do we have Ted Kennedy on there? I mean, all he did was kill that woman. And what about uh, Hillary Clinton? Do we want to put it? We don't want to put Bubba. Uh, I don't put anybody you want on there. I don't care. I, I mean, care. all Bubba lied about was a little uh, sexual escapade or two or three, you know? A shocking new lawsuit lodged against friends charges there's a hidden dark side to TV's most beloved show, and a National Enquirer investigation has lifted the veil on the sitcom's never-before-revealed secrets. Oh, my God. While the talented cast has earned its reputation as one of the most tight-knit on TV, its 10-year history has been an emotional roller coaster that includes moments of great compassion and bitter hatred, <laughs> like South Florida. For the first time, an, an exhaustive Inquirer probe has turned a spotlight on the program's behind-the-scenes drama and uncovered gay sex scandals, intense feuding, outrageous betrayal, passionate affairs, and even surprising hatred of guest stars. <laughs> but we also discovered the genuine friendship that's given the show its tremendous warmth. The lawsuit filed in L.A. by the writer's assistant, Amani Lyle, who claimed sexual harassment, has dealt a devastating blow to the end of the hallowed sitcom. What should have been a sentimental finale has turned into a bitter swan song. The cast and crew are devastated by this filing, confided a friend's insider. The suit, which initially was filed in 2000, had been thrown out by a judge, but the last two weeks before the show's blockbuster finale, an appeals court reinstated portions of Amani's claim. In it, she charges certain members of the writing staff made sick of seeing cracks about Courtney Cox's sex life, openly fantasized about having kinky relations with Jennifer Aniston, conjectured about the star's private lives in graphic detail, and even speculated if David Schwimmer was gay. Yeah. And it goes, well, I don't, I, I don't really even want to read the rest of it. Just, I don't, cause I don't care. I don't watch the show number one. Didn't watch it. Plus it talks about Christian Slater, which is going to make you very upset. Oh yeah. I mean, during the second season, Courtney Cox was a source of ill will when she started buying into the then-boyfriend Christian Slater's suggestion that she was too good for a sitcom. Her increasingly diva-like demands included crowing to any cast and crew member who would listen about how she made friends the success that it was. Then one day, Marlo Thomas, guest-starring as Rachel's mom and sensing an all-out war was imminent, pulled Courtney aside and talked some sense to her, but no sooner had Marlo soothed the bruised egos, greed reared its ugly head. The cast had agreed to film Diet Coke ads in 96. Each performer agreed to a $100,000 fee, but in the last-minute betrayal of trust, the deal was almost blown. Schwimmer, Schwimmer demanded more money, according to the set source. Tensions were running so high that Schwimmer almost came to blows with the other two guys. Well, we don't want to go there. Do we? No. Girlfriend. Certainly don't. I think Joey could have kicked his ass. Who is the most honest politician in the USA? That's our second poll question today. 129 votes. They're a little bit, uh, you know, standoffish on this one, as we can well understand. They're all crooks, 57. Jimmy Carter, 26. John McCain, 23. Bobby Graham, 7. Howard Dean's got 7. Denny Kucinich, 5. George W. Bush has got 4. <laughs> what a joke that is, man. Jim Jeffords and Charlie Rangel have the big oh! none yet. But we're working on it, okay? We're working on it for you. 5670560. Oh, Pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM, hello. Hey, I'm 
you doing? Yes, sir. Okay. Two quick things. First off, Penn and Teller have a show on Showtime or wherever, but they did an expose on the Bible. You need to watch it. It's, it was hilarious. Yeah, I heard about that. That's uh, ancient. Okay. All right. It was just on last week. Anyway, um, just so you know, the uh, Pentagon heads, they were appointed by Bush mainly because they are a bunch of political bootleggers. Um, they're not fighting generals or uh, that sort of ilk. They're a bunch of uh, politicians in uniform, mm -hmm. and that's why Bush... Chicken hawks. Exactly. That's why they were selected, because they wanted to, you know, instead of having somebody like the uh, former uh, Army Chief of Staff who had the cojones to sit there and say, you know, we're, we're going to need a lot more men, a lot, you know, right. sooner. Uh -huh. uh, he wanted a bunch of people that were going to be a bunch of yes-men. So now uh, we're all suffering because of that. Anyway, if you get a chance to watch the uh, Penn Tower thing, please do. Okay, God bless you. All right, yeah, same to you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. I'll pray for you, Pally. Feel good. All right. Let me say it again. Religion is the poison that the world suffers from today and has throughout history and will always until they blow it up. Always will. Poison. Hate. Christians killing the Muslims over there in Asia right now. Uh, no matter where you look. They're at it big time. And, of course, that road map, we had a little bump on there again yesterday, for which we apologize. Oh, yeah. The quartet's probably not too pleased about that. Now, the quintet, when they get around to it, and then the sextet. Ooh, I can't say that. Line 9, WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing, but Chief? Pretty, yes, sir. Excellent, excellent. Hey, before I uh, uh, start with my uh, poll suggestion, uh, I was just, uh, I downloaded that the speech from the... Uh, from the first lieutenant, they came back and gave the response for the Democratic Party. Like that, that, that uh, right. guy's got all my respect. Right. Uh, Paul Rykoff. Yep. Really, really cool. Uh, mm -hmm. That's my poll. He's a, uh, I guess you'd call him a quasi-politician. Uh, what about Jesse Ventura? Jesse Ventura is a little bit too honest for his own good. There you go. All right, no, thanks a lot, man. Thanks, pal. Have a great day. Jesse Ventura is a good one. Right. I want to change my you vote. get my vote. In fact, let's let's get him in there. And you nailed it. Too honest. Yeah, too honest Somebody for his own good. When he talked about religion being uh, like the opiate of the masses, they mm -hmm. said, oh, my God, communista, communista. It's Groucho Marx or whoever, whichever Marx that guy was. Oh, he had a rubber beard. Zeppo. Yeah, it was, it was Zeppo. No, seriously, I mean, Jesse Ventura, he, he saw what happened. He started telling it like it was, a little mm -hmm. bit too much, being too honest, and then they started putting him, you know, his back up against the wall, even a big guy like him, and like, oh, well, uh, I'm getting out of this. And I can't say that I blame him. Because if you tell the American public the truth, first of all, they don't want to hear it. Number two, you're going to step on too many toes. And number three, you have to cater to your special interests. That's where Howard Dean screwed up big time. He wasn't usable enough. See what I'm saying? As opposed to John Kerry, right. who, of course, we all know is just a shill for the, you know, for all the special interests on the one side, as opposed to the really grotesque special interests on the other side. John Kerry brings us back to the day where he had the you know, the, the two parties such as they are, as opposed to our dean, who offered a pleasant alternative, like a breath of fresh air. And then we all puked on him, man. We all owed our dean an apology, don't you think? Absolutely. All an apology. <laughs> Christ. There was the man. Although, you know, he did run a pretty crappy campaign. He he, yeah, well. he uh, did his own thing. What a horrible criteria for us. Uh, and the know, worst thing of all, no, the worst thing of all, though, was schlepping out his wife. When when he brought that bitch out, I mean, good God, you know? Should have hired an actress. That's a wife? Man, I'll guarantee that some of those Iraqis over there right now have done hyenas that look better than her. Wouldn't you think? <laughs> That's what the what? burkas are all about. <laughs> Burka rhymes with 
a lot of things, none of which we can say. I had several run through right. my mind. Then I thought to myself, well, <laughs> yeah, I can't say any of them. 20 till noon at 560 WQM, where we used to be able to really be very entertaining and amusing and say some stuff, and now we just uh, do the best we can under very trying times. Some of the rest of the sphere to go rusty. And, uh, you know, sooner or later, those chickens come home to roost. There you go. See what I'm saying? Hey, you know, when a man is considering a hair replacement, one thing he doesn't want to be is laughed at. He doesn't want a mousy-looking thing crawling around on his head. He certainly don't want to look like somebody we all know and despise. Absolutely. You can always spot a bad hair system, but how many good ones go unnoticed? Charles Alfieri designed and supplied hair systems to show business celebrities for more than 35 years. He's even appeared on TV as a guest on Good Morning America, the Today Show and CBS Morning News, introducing his patented hair system that offers you guys the most amazing natural hairline system you'll find anywhere. Now, the most critical area of any hair system is that hairline, and Charlie's new skin-like hair system looks so good, it looks for real, 100% undetectable, as opposed to a mousy-looking piece. And Charlie offers you this 30-day guarantee. About 30, man. Try a system for a month if you don't love the way it looks and feels and smells. If you're not getting, like, clawed at and pawed at, return it for a full refund. Charlie also services and repairs existing hair systems, including shampoo and trim. So don't delay. Call Charlie today and change your life forever. Call toll-free. 1-800-321-2413, or log on to that website, charlesalfieri.com. He can make you look younger and better than you ever dreamed you could. Call 1-800-321-2413. Mike and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. From the Gulf of Maine to the Gulf of Mexico, Americans are blessed to live amid many incredible wonders of nature. And on Earth Day, I was proud to announce a new goal, major air pollution. We've made tremendous progress from generators, tractors, and other diesel vehicles. My administration is building on that progress by implementing smarter ways to raise sulfur from diesel fuels and by expediting the environmental review process. The law allows us to protect more of our nation's polluted industrial sites known as brownfields. Our new proposals build on that progress and help us advance toward our national goal, major air pollution that crosses state borders. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. 11.45, 15 till noon at 5.60. Let's see, John at Tammy Emory Airport says, unable to get through on the phone today. Whatever happened to the topless donut shop in Fort Lauderdale? It's called Our Donuts. It was called Our Donuts. Shut down. And then he says at the end, uh, the Broward County Sheriff closed them down. It's kind of a rhetorical question, I guess, John, okay, because the BS oh! shut them down. Because there were some more than just donuts, okay? I wonder if my email is not working or something. You ever wonder that? All the time. But I haven't got nothing at all today. And Eric usually emails me, did this, did 25 stories, done, 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 done. I don't, I don't see nothing on there all day. I'm starting to worry about that. Like maybe nobody likes me no more, which I don't really care. Hundred, huh? We all love you. Raspberry. <laughs> oh, and speaking of that. No, I'm, I'm just wondering where I went wrong. You know? I'm wondering. He's back in jail, re-singing his classic hits for his latest release. I'm just trying it's to find out <laughs> where, where was in that bit that he started just getting out of control, spitting out the raspberry seeds. Well, you know, raspberries have like little tiny seeds that get yeah, in your teeth. Yeah, they do. I don't like raspberries. And then, of course, people start searching for those seeds. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. The most honest politician in the USA. This may be the silliest poll I ever took, and I'm proud of it. Although the donut poll went over big yesterday. So don't push your luck with me. They're all crooks, 75. That's 42%. They're all crooks. 
Jim, and what about Bill Nelson? I see him sitting there on the committee. No? Yeah. What about him? He seems like a, a kind of a straight shooter. Seems. Get to him be. on oh, there, uh, Josh. Get Bill Nelson on there. Jimmy Carter, 33. John McCain, 28. George W. Bush, 13. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is hysterical. Howard Dean, 10. Bobby Graham, 9. Dennis Kucinich, 6. Jesse Ventura's already got four when he's moving up. Charlie Rangel's only got one. I love Charlie Rangel. And Jim Jeffords has got still the big oh! Bill Nelson on there yet, but he will be. He'll be on there momentarily. Here's some good news. President's rating hits low all time, says USA Today. President Bush's approval rating dropped to the lowest of his presidency in a poll taken after a week of revelations about abuse of Iraqi prisoners and questions about whether Rummy, dummy Rummy should keep his job. 46% of Americans approve of Bush's job performance in the USA Today CNN Gallup poll released yesterday. That's three percentage points lower than his 49% late January, early March, and again last week. He's dipped to an all-time low. He's reached bottom so far, although he could still go lower. A majority said they disapproved of his handling of Iraq and the economy. The Bush decline, however, and see, this is what's very disturbing, like I said before. The Bush decline did not produce new support for Massachusetts Senator John Kerry, who fell two points since last week from 49 to 47% and remained in a dead heat with Bush, who was steady at 48%. So if the statistic is right, even though it's within the margin of error, Bush was actually a point ahead in this poll. You ready for that? So Bush is dropping, but Kerry is dropping even more. How is that possible? Maybe that first poll we took, maybe we should put that back up there again. About the donuts? Yeah, the one about the uh, ham and cheese. The cross sandwiches. That's a good poll. We'll do that one tomorrow. Who's got the best gross sandwiches? I. Dunkin' Donuts or Burger King. In the, and they probably would like that. In the 16 states that were close in 2000, the new poll shows Bush with a five-point edge over Kerry, 51 to 46 percent among likely voters. How do you like that? That's in the 16 states that were close. In mid-April, Bush and Kerry were tied at 49 percent in those states. Now Bush has opened up a five-point lead. The states are Arkansas. Florida, oh my God. Iowa, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Mexico, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, and Wisconsin. Holy moly, rat man. Kerry is spending $25 million on an ad campaign about his life and his record. To some extent, events in Iraq have overtaken the candidates' attempts to shape voter perceptions. Few changes in poll numbers are expected until the conventions and debates that focus voter retention on the race. In other words, maybe we're jumping the gun on this. You think maybe nobody really cares yet? How, you how think that is not? possible? I mean, I know there's a lot of morons out there, a lot of dunderheads, a lot of simpletons, a lot of stupid, 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 idiotic jerks, but is it possible to be that removed from uh, the real world? Yes. God. Kerry pollster Mark Melman said the new poll shows Kerry gaining ground among registered voters, a bigger group than likely voters. Kerry went from 47 to 50% in a week in that group. Bush went from 47 to 44. Melman said that suggested Kerry's ad campaign and events in Iraq are taking a toll on Bush. He also said the only president this far behind at this point in election year was Gerald Ford, who, of course, in 1976 lost to Jimmy Carter. How do you like that? Yeah. And the worst part of that whole deal is that was right on the heels of Watergate. Right. And on the heels of all of these horrendous things that took place. <laughs> and Carter just barely won in a very close election. Gerald Ford, who could have been the dumbest president of all time, even until we got this one. And Carter just barely beat him. 
after Nixon was forced to resign after a vice president that nobody voted for who was put in there after Rockefeller died, Gerald, excuse me for my stupidity, and I can't walk and chew gum at the same time, Ford, and he almost damn near won it. Maybe because his kid was on that soap opera, you think? Could have been. Speaking of Watergate, even yes. though I was a little kid, I remember what a hue and cry there was. What a big scandal it was over a break-in and some uh, right. tapes or something like that. And just like John Dean says in his book, which I finished several days ago, this is worse than Watergate, and he's well, absolutely yeah. correct. The only difference being that even though these hearings are being televised right now as we speak, and we're televised on Friday for hours and hours and hours, everybody's more concerned about whether the Heat are going to win another damn basketball game. That's the kind of mentality you got with America right now. And by the way, what happened to the Lightning last night? That was pathetic. John Zogby, now a caller made mention of this yesterday. I hadn't seen it, but it's on our website now. The election is carries to lose, writes John Zogby, who tends to be to the left of center, to say the least. John Zogby says, I've made a career of taking bungee jumps in my election call. Sometimes I haven't had on a helmet, gotten a little scratch. But here's my jump for 2004. He says, John Kerry will win the election. All right. That's what he says. I can say it too, but that ain't going to make it happen. That's like saying Bill McBride's going to beat Jeb Bush. I still, for the life of me, I just, please tell me that I just dreamed it. No. That Jeb Bush got reelected. No. It says, have you recovered from the shock? Is this guy nuts? Kerry's performance of late has hardly been inspiring, and polls show that most Americans have no sense of where he really stands on the key issues that matter most to them. Regardless, I still think that he will, says John Zogby, and if he doesn't, it'll be because he blew it. There are four major reasons for my assertion. First... My most recent poll, April 12 to 15, shows bad re-election numbers for an incumbent president. Kerry is leading 47-44 in a two-way race, and the candidates are tied at 45% in a three-way race with Nader. Significantly, only 44% feel the country is headed in the right direction, and 43% believe that President Bush deserves to be re-elected, compared with 51% who say it's time for somebody new. Anybody, please, throw us a lifeline. Where's Regis when we need him? In that same poll, Kerry leads by 17 points in the blue states that voted for Al Gore in 2000, while Bush leads only by 10 points in the red states that he won four years ago. Secondly, there are very few undecided voters for this early in the campaign. Historically, the majority of undecideds break to the challenger against an incumbent. The reasons are not hard to understand. Voters have probably made a judgment about the better-known incumbent looking for an alternative. Third, the economy is still a top issue for the voters. How many uh, cited? About 30, man. 30% cite the economy. While the war in Iraq had been noticed by 11% as a top issue in March, it jumped to 20% in our April poll as a result of bad war news dominating the news agenda. The third issue is the war on terrorism. Among those who cited the economy, Kerry leads Bush 54 to 35%. Among those citing the war in Iraq, Kerry leads 57 to 36%. This, of course, is balanced by the 64 to 30% margin. About 30, man. That the president holds over Kerry in fighting the war on terrorism which again shows how stupid the public is because all these billions of dollars we're spending and the Iraq attack not only wasn't fighting the war on terrorism, but we've let the Taliban resurface. We've let al-Qaeda get back together again stronger than ever and ally with all kinds of people who hated them like poison up till the Iraq attack, all of these things. And we've also created all kinds of terrorism within Iraq that didn't exist there before, but nevertheless. And arguably it says there's greater and growing intensity on the part of those who oppose and want to defeat Bush. Boy, you sure are right about that. I'm going to vote 60, 70 times easy. Even George is going to vote a bunch but of times. He's an illegal alien. All my dead relatives are going to vote. The president's problem is further compounded by the fact that he is now at the mercy of situations that are out of his control. While the economy is improving, voters hysterically do not look at indicators that measure trillions and billions. Of... He goes on and on. He says, finally, if history is any guide, Senator Kerry is a good closer. 
something happens to him in the closing weeks of campaigns that is obviously not happening now. We've clearly seen that pattern in his 96 victory over Governor Bill Weld for the Senate of Massachusetts and more recently in the 2004 Democratic primaries. All through 2003, Kerry's campaign lacked a focused message. He tends to be a nuanced candidate, thoughtful, brief, and too willing to discuss a range of possible positions on every issue. It's often hard to determine where he actually stands in a presidential campaign. If a candidate can't spell it out on a bumper sticker, he'll have trouble grabbing the attention of the voters. By early 2004, as Democratic voters in Iowa and elsewhere concluded that President Bush could be defeated, they found Governor Dean's message to be too hot and began to give Kerry another look. It was too hot, too honest. Kerry came on strong with the simplest messages. I'm a veteran. I have the experience. I can win, and I am alive. It may not look like it, but I'm alive. <laughs> says here we're, uh, we're unlikely to see any big bumps for either candidate because opinions so polarized, I believe, frozen in place. There are still six months to go. Anything can happen. But as of today, says John Zogby, this race is John Kerry's to lose. And I think he is. Absolutely correct, sir. But at this point. He can do it. He's the <laughs> Four minutes till noon at 560 WQM. Spring into savings right now and save a ton on a new car or truck from Armstrong Toyota of Homestead. You'll find them on US-1, 20 minutes south of the 836. Armstrong Toyota of Homestead is worth the drive from anywhere in South Florida because they're going to save you so much cash, thousands on great new Toyotas. Check out these great lease deals waiting for you right now as I speak. An 04 Camry or 400, just 269 a month for 48 months. An 04 Highlander, just 309 a month. Need a truck? How about an 04 Toyota Tundra, the safest truck in the U.S. of A? Just 179 a month for 48 months. And these are just a few of the great savings waiting for you right now at Armstrong Toyota of Homestead. General Manager David Rich and his staff will stand on their head. They'll do just about anything to put you in a new Toyota today. So experience the Armstrong Toyota of Homestead difference. They're locally owned and operated, committed to 100% customer satisfaction. Their service department, you know it. They're even open late to late weeknights to make sure they get all your work done for you. Easy to find them. They're right at the corner of US 1 and 293rd Street in Homestead, just 20 simple minutes south of the 836. And they offer you a deal like you never heard of before at Armstrong Toyota of Homestead. Free tires, batteries, and replacement parts for life. That's right, tires, batteries, and free parts for the life of your vehicle. Nobody else nowhere does that, so don't waste your time at those big mega dealers and phony car giants who give you the big song to dance. Call our good friend David Rich, the GM at Armstrong Toyota of Homestead, for an unbeatable deal for real. Call 305-242-3247. 305-242-3247. Drive a little and save thousands on that great new Toyota at Armstrong Toyota of Homestead. Live and local, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Live from New York, it's the most controversial reality show of all time. From the sick, twisted mind of Barbara Walters, it's Be My Baby. Five couples, hopes and dreams are on the line as they battle it out to win this You know, bull balls. I like saying that. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop! 
We'll have a singing competition where you, the American public, get to vote or text us who you think should be thrown off the show. Dial 1-800-IDIOTIC. Can I get a whoop whoop? And finally, I will be given the final husband a woes, since I myself have never been given a woes and will die a crazy old cat woman. Can I get a whoop whoop? What what? Andy and Judy Miller of Otumwa, Iowa. We hope we win the baby. Ever since Andy got out of prison, we've been talking about adopting. Since we can't make the love, because every time I try to touch him, he screams the name Ernie. This is perfect for us. Rick and Connie Schwartz of Bayonne, New Jersey. We've already got eight kids. What the hell's one more? I'm drunk most days, and I spend the weekends at my girlfriend's house. Be my baby. You thought I made people cry on my Hollywood specials. Wait till you see this mess. I want to play with people's emotions. It rocks. Be my baby on America's fourth ranked network, ABC. 1203, that's your favorite. What? Yeah. She'd be the best. Ah, <laughs> uh, hates her hard. 258 votes on a poll so far. Who is the most honest politician in the U.S.? A. Eh? They're all crooks, 101, 39.1%. Should be much higher than that. When are you going to uh, wake up and sniff their uh, butt, okay? What, what? Sniff their what, what? Jimmy Carter, 49. John McCain, 34. Jesse Ventura, 21. Moving up fast. George W.'s got 15. That is pathetic. Bob Graham, 15. Howard Dean's got a dozen. We're starting to like Howard a lot. He's starting to look really good again now, you know? Uh -huh. Let's give him a, a fresh look. A fresh wife. Dennis Kucinich, seven. Charlie Rangel's got three. Jim Jeffords probably got one. Probably they got to call his name in because nobody knows who he is. Who? And uh, Bill Nelson's got none. He's got the big oh, Bill oh. Nelson, our other, our junior senator from the state of Florida. I don't have any. I mean, he's a very boring guy. Where are the, where are the people who are like dynamic, who are like uh, personality? You know what I'm saying? Man, that's right. Out of business, that's where they are. Somebody with some balls, somebody with some pizzazz, somebody like... Uh, even that's why Al Sharpton looked so good during the primaries. Right, glib. He was glib. He was uh, wise-ass. He knew we didn't have a chance in hell, so we didn't care what the hell he said or who he offended. And he was uh, had a great sense of humor. He's a funny guy. I mean, dangerous, of course, but nevertheless, he was funny. He was uh, entertaining. He was uh, didn't uh, dodge any of the questions. He was right on top of it. He let him have it. But the rest of these guys, my God, they looked like the walking dead. Take a look at that committee. John Warner looks like he belongs in Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. Robert Byrd looks like they threw his damn uh, mummy out ten years ago. God. Bobby Byrd, a dead man in a suit. Who else is on that committee? I don't know. John McCain with all the respect. Oh, there's, there's Lindsey Graham. He looks just like Bob Neal in drag, don't he? You ever see him and little Bob Neal from Cox Broadcasting together? Same for Look at him. Over there on the right of the screen. With his tongue hanging out. It looked like he's biting his tongue. <laughs> Lindsey Graham. He says, oh, there's going to be a lot worse pictures. There's a lot worse to come. It's rape and murder and all this crap. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, is what he said the other day. Lindsey Graham. What a bunch. And then, of course, these guys look fantastic compared to the uh, the guys from the house that were there on Friday. That panel, including that one from Illinois that nobody knows what his name is. Jim something. Was his name Bishop or something? I don't know. Oh, my goodness, with the hair. Even Rumsfeld, I, I would have applauded Rumsfeld if he would have got up there and smacked him in the head and said, Speak up, I can't understand you, you moron. I would, I would have given him high marks for that. One piece of good news now. Oh, good. 
Independent, <laughs> there's not much. Independent presidential candidate Ralph Nader had to sue Texas's top election official yesterday to try to get out of the state's ballot, claiming that a petition signature requirement is unconstitutional. His lawsuit was filed in federal court in Austin only a couple minutes before the county clerk's office closed for the day. Nader's campaign submitted an application for the Texas Secretary of State's office for a place on a general election ballot, but said it would not turn in the more than 50,000 voter signatures it had collected because they had to collect at least 64,076 by 5 p.m. yesterday. They didn't do it. Didn't make it. And guess what else the real piece of good news is? Nader, you know how many states he's qualified in so far to be on the ballot? Oh, I know. <laughs> oh! The big oh! none. Oh! Not one. Oh! Not two. Oh! Not three. Oh! Not a half a dozen. Oh! None so far. He got on a ballot in 43 states in the District of Columbia in 2000 after filing eight lawsuits to change ballot access rules. And, of course, those rules have already been changed. But this year, so far, he's got the big... Oh! Even though there's a long way to go. Ralph Nader, an ego waiting to uh, explode. 5670560... Pound 560. Oh, here's some more good news. A prominent pro-choice politician is quitting the Catholic Church after being told he would be denied communion. It was reported yesterday. This is from the New York Daily News. <coughs> New Jersey Senate Majority Leader Bernard Kenny from Hoboken, a former altar boy, told the Philadelphia Inquirer he's leaving the church after 57 stinking years. I will look for other options to express my faith and probably join another Christian church, he said. If every faith starts trying to impose their rules on elected officials, Kenny said, democracy is going to be factionalized along religious lines. Kenny told the paper he decided to leave after meeting with his pastor, Monsignor Frank Del Preti of Saints Peter and Paul Church in Hoboken. Kenny said he asked if, as a politician who supports abortion rights and stem cell research, he'd be denied communion. Del Preti told him he would be permitted communion one more time, but then he would tell me not to come again. Just this one time, Lenny, Bernard, whatever his name is, now, Preeti yesterday confirmed the meeting, but said he was not at liberty to discuss it. Newark Archbishop John Myers wrote this month that it was objectively dishonest for Catholics who publicly dissent with the Church's pro-life teachings to receive communion. No one has the absolute right to the Eucharist, Myers wrote. The statement led New Jersey Governor Jim McGreevy to say he would take communion at least, he would not take at least in public. Democratic presidential candidate John Kerry, who's also pro-choice and Catholic, received communion yesterday at a Mother's Day Mass in suburban Pittsburgh. A task force of U.S. bishops is considering communion guidelines for Catholics who publicly advocate abortion rights and other positions fundamentally at odds with the Neanderthal Church and the fumbly-bumbly Neanderthal old Pope, old Papa. By the way, I gave him the Italian salute when I was over there in Rome. Yeah, what's that look like? I said, how's it going, Pops? 5670560. Pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless lines. We're searching for an honor. What about uh, Hillary Clinton? What about her? You don't think she belongs on there, that she'd get some votes? No. Well, I mean, she'll get some votes, but I don't believe she belongs on there. Why not? I don't know. She hasn't impressed me much. Adequate information uh, from uh, Mr. Cambone in the Defense Department. How do you like that? I just My psychic powers again. I said her name. I, didn't, I wasn't even paying any attention. And I look over there on the screen. Chain of command. And there's Hillary. There's that bitch Hillary, man, the uh, the ice princess, that bulldog, I mean, that uh, first lady. Three. Two. One. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound, five, sixty, on the AT&T line. WQAM, hello. I like you. We'd like you, too, in a box. WQAM, hello. You won't change a thing. WQAM, hello. 
Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I wanted some answers, and I think Reverend I'm entitled. Jones. Oh, boy. Okay, that's all we're down to. we got the Whispering Guy, Reverend Jones, and Crazy Ron. That's what we got left. Okay, so I'm just going to I'm just gonna press on, okay, with my stuff. Press on some nails? Yeah. Because these people have got nothing. Zippity-doo-dah. Maybe they're all over there with Rush now, okay? Maybe they made the move to Rush so they can get the real truth. Okay. Or they're watching the hearings. They're watching the hearings, my ass. Are you crazy? We're instructed to do as a completely new procedure. I'm not sure that those MPs had ever been confronted with any instructions like this before. General Taguba, can you explain for us the disparity between holding this brigade commander completely accountable and the comments that I just read to you in light of the fact that certainly the mili the 250 I say let's get Hillary on there right away okay she's telling it like it is put Hillary on there she's a good guy WQAM hello QAM hello hello yes sir hi what's up how you doing? Okay. Uh, what about Joe Gersten and Nick Navarro? <laughs> yeah, that's two good ones. WQM, hello. QAM, hello. WQM, hola. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yeah. How are you doing today? All right. What do you got, pal? Besides hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. WQM, hello. I'm tired of all this political crap. Let's start the football season. Go Jets! <laughs> oh. All right. Another, we finally uh, did a little crossover there to the rest of the station. The sports crowd is coming in. That's a good sign. Don't tell Jim Sarney about it, though. 5670560. Oh, you see what I did? I really, I've got them befuddled now because they don't know what to do. This is good. I'm glad I did this. Yeah. They don't know whether to scream or chew out a banana. Because oh, right. it's a poll with like, uh, in other words, I said yesterday I wasn't going to give them any more building poll, you know, with that, with that one name thing. Yeah. But then I turned it around. The only difference being, I gave them a poll that they got no names to put on there. That'll teach you, okay? That'll teach you to be on better behavior, folks. You think they'll be on better behavior? No. no. WQM, hello. Hey, I want to, yeah, I want to comment on your Iraqi situation. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I, I, I think that uh, it's just a little skin and it tastes like salt for a second. Yeah. Okay. Good. WQM, hello. Hey, what's up? Yes, sir. Uh, how about David Duke for your poll, baby? Yeah, how, how about it? WQM, hello. Neil. Yeah. How are you, sir? Okay, sir. I want you to know I've been literally trying to call you for days. Yeah. And my and it rings like for two minutes and nobody answers. And yeah, I'm because a we do screenless. Don't you notice I just picked up the phone? We do screenless. I know. I know, yeah. but I'm a living and breathing person, and I'm not a, a chronic. I'm not somebody that's going to crank call you. I'll have a good conversation with you, and I never can get through to you. So yeah, well, I'm waiting. Let's start the conversation. Oh, they're out of time. Sorry, i got to do the break. 1213 at 560. Who the hell is he to be knocking our fine, prestigious callers? You know, what the hell kind of crap is that? No, I had a feeling that that was going to go somewhere. Oh, I see. It did, in the off position. Yeah, good. Before is your company suffering from regulations that increase labor costs? If so, let Oasis Outsourcing help you when it comes to the people side of your business. Payroll administration, Fortune 500 company employee benefits, human resource services, and risk management are just a few of the services Oasis Outsourcing can cover to help your business be more profitable. Call Oasis Outsourcing today for a free evaluation at 1-866-AT-OASIS. That's 1-866-286-2747. With more than 60,000 employees worldwide, Oasis Outsourcing understands that many facets of human resource management. 
Outsourcing is being recognized by firms large and small as a powerful management choice which lets you focus on your core business while leaving the details to Oasis Outsourcing. Let Oasis Outsourcing make your business more profitable. If you want a free evaluation, call them at this toll-free number, 1-866-AT-OASIS. That's 1-866-286-2747 for Oasis Outsourcing. Sports Radio 560, QAM. Oh! Let's abuse some more prisoners. Make them scream nice and loud. All right. Get me some wires and a battery pack. I don't care if they ain't from my rack. Should be used. Used, used to the torture Cause we're just playing their game In the past It had to be worse with Saddam Hussein That's Saddam to you, sweetheart. 1218 at 560 WQM. I'm looking at tomorrow's schedule. What the hell is this all about? Well, I know what it is. What? It says TBD as opposed to TBA. What kind of stupid thing is that? To be determined at the Miami Heat at the AAA Arena tomorrow in yeah. Hank Slot. That's because tomorrow is Wednesday, and Humphrey's going to be traveling to Baltimore, I'm sure, tomorrow, on his way to the Preakness. Aren't you excited about that? Oh, yeah, thrilled. Smarty Alec and Smarty Jones, because Dave Johnson will be calling on Friday. I think this is the year. This is just exactly what Thurber Racing's been looking for, is a, just a, I mean, make that uh, Seabiscuit thing look like uh, child's play. A heart-rending story. Isn't that what America needs? It's a great horse. Okay. Hey, it'll be Kim Bo Camper tomorrow. Don't get now. Don't get so animated about it. Okay, if I were you, I wouldn't be so happy about it. I mean, I like Kim. He's a good guy, but he is terminal on the air. Kim Bo Camper for the Humper tomorrow at the AAA Miami Heat Arena, and of course the Heat won a game last night over Indianapolis, which was a really uh, shocker. What do they won? Seventeen in a row at home now. The Heat. Yeah. Let's do some sports talk. What do you say? Get that George really all whipped up into a frenzy, huh? Oh yeah. Philadelphia kicked the Tampa Bay's land. Tampa hadn't lost a game in a month, 6-2 last night, Flyers. It's okay. Don't let them fool you. Bremer New Minister claims Iraq's first human rights minister launched a blistering attack yesterday on America's chief administrator in Iraq, Paul Bremer, saying that he had warned him repeatedly last year that U.S. soldiers were abusing Iraqi detainees. In an exclusive interview with The Guardian, another one of them Brit newspapers, Abdel Basat Turkey who resigned a month ago, said he informed Mr. Bremer last November and again in December of the rampant abuse in U.S. military prisons. Let me say it again. Last November and again in December, he listened very well, but that was all he did, he added. Dr. Turkey also claimed that he received information of abuses committed against prisoners just this week, but refused to give details. In other words, they're talking about it, but they're still doing it. Following allegations of abuse, he said he had asked for permission to visit Abu Ghraib prison last November. The month the photos were taken of U.S. guards abusing naked Iraqi inmates, but Mr. Bremer refused his request. In December, a month before the U.S. military set up its own secret inquiry into Abu Ghraib, he telephoned Mr. Bremer to complain about the treatment of female detainees. They had been denied medical treatment. They had no proper toilet. They'd only been given one blanket, even though it was winter, he said. Dr. Turkey's claims heap embarrassment on the U.S.-led coalition and the Pentagon and suggest that both had been aware of the widespread abuse much earlier than previously admitted. Is there any questions? Absolutely correct, sir. Dan Senior, Paul Bremer's spokesman, told The Guardian that Mr. Bremer only found out about the humiliation of prisoners in January. Liar. 
Yesterday, Dr. Turkey said that in March, he and other U.S.-appointed ministers had demanded an investigation after a U.S. soldier raped a woman prisoner documented by Major General Antonio Taguba in his report on Abu Ghraib, which he's testifying about right now. We were told this matter would be dealt with in secret and with only Americans attending, he said. And then those damn pictures got out. Dang it. Gosh darn it. Etc. Uh, members of the C, senior members of the CPA staff. Yeah, we got your CPA over here, okay. Did he say PP? I don't think you can say that. Maniac. And this guy's a, a show for the Defense Department, and he's talking about PP? No wonder they're doing that perverse stuff over there. Lunatic. 5670560. Let's get back to donuts. Don, what? Don't what are you laughing about? That went over a lot bigger than this. Sure. They, see, this this to me, which, see, I've just been in Europe for a week. I had a good time, Copenhagen, Rome, Amsterdam, but had plenty of time to be watching what was going on in the world, to be engrossed in all of this grotesque stuff. And I come back here assuming, once again, that the American public is like whipped up into a frenzy about this, pissed off and fired up, disgusted and nauseated, that we're being made look, to look like a bunch of asses to the entire universe, like a bunch of barbarians even worse than what we're supposedly fighting against, and it's like, like that. When's the football season start? How about those heat? What about smarty-ass Jones? Etc. Same old, same old, and he's, the dog and pony show goes on with these hearings here, and Lindsey Graham was on there before making his song to dance about it. Is, is that what we're trying to do, you know, to suck it up to this Taguba guy, you know? Can't even probably pronounce his name. Do we want to be, do we want to emulate the uh, Al-Qaeda? Do we want to emulate Saddam Hussein? You know, make one of these goody two-shoes, stupid-ass speeches. It's another dog and pony show, that's all. And they have to do this because they got caught with egg on their puss. That's what this is all about. Yeah, egg. If they'd have kept, if there weren't any pictures and they'd have kept this all behind closed doors, you better believe it. That there wouldn't be any information, just the, well, there's been some, uh, you know, some abuse and some uh, people car carried away overboard. That's all you'd get. Stuff. Right, just a, not, not even that. I guess they must pop a lot of pills in those fraternities, too. Right, Rush? You lying, pill-popping sack of right-wing crap. Who is the most honest politician in the USA? We're asking today on our second poll. 349 votes. They're not too excited about this. They're all crooks, 129. Jimmy Carter, 65. John McCain, 43. Jesse Ventura, 34. George W. Bush, 30, uh, what has he got? 26, an embarrassment. 7% of this audience thinks that George W. Bush is the most honest politician in America. And if that's the case, God help America. Bob Graham, 20. Howard Dean, a dozen. Dennis Kucinich, 11. Charlie Rangel, 6. Jim Jeffords, 2. Bill Nelson, 1. And Hillary, out of 355 votes, she's got the big... Oh! That's what Bubba said, most of them with women, though. That's what he said. Don't you remember that article yeah, I read that day? He said she's had a lot more women than he ever had. And I believe it. Probably women with bad eyesight. And by the way, Blind Mike, I'll be looking for you in Batavia. I'm renting a car this week. I'm driving on down. He'll be looking for you, too? Yeah. Maybe we'll run into each other. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Uh, Neil? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I think uh, Ronald Reagan was an honest politician. I'm renting a car this week. I'm driving on down. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes. Oh, Neil, we're going to miss you when you're gone, man. When you contact yeah. us, we're going to miss you so much. People don't realize how good you are for Yeah, yeah. For everything. All right, I know kissing ass. All right. Uh, first thing... Oh, wait, wait, wait. What did you just say? Kissing what? Did you say uh, ass? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Go ahead. Neil, okay, first thing first. Uh, my best friend, he's a 
real right right wing. So yeah. Um, what's the best book I can use that you recommend? The so best book the right now. I just got through telling you yesterday. weren't you listening yesterday religiously right to your radio? Oh, sometimes I'm, I'm doing delivery, so I really can't. No, 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 no. You better get your you better get your Sony Walkman, Mister. You might miss some important stuff, but I doubt it. Spinning on the Axis of Evil by Scott Taylor. It's a paperback. Maybe you can read it to him. Okay, that's on the website. I've seen it. Spinning on the Axis of Evil, America's War Against Iraq. It is. It tells you the whole story. No punches pulled, no BS, right from the beginning. All the uh, depleted uranium, the birth defects, the soldiers, all, all of the stuff, the history of Iraq, the poison gas, all of these things. It's great. You know you, you know what I hate? Like, sometimes they're probably, what do you hate? Oh, no, but that's all, that's all written by, you know, the Democrats trying to, uh, you know, Trying to, to talk, you know. This guy isn't a Democrat. He's not even an American. He's a Canadian journalist. It's a great book, pal. I'm telling you, this is the perfect, way you want. Perfect, perfect. Another thing, um, what would you do? Let's say Carrie gets elected. I mean, hopefully, um, if you were in his shoes, how would you get us out of this, uh, out of this situation and hang up? Thanks, Neil. Okay, have a great day, pal. If I was in his shoes, the Monster Man shoes. Yeah, I do big, like Monster shoes. Cheese, though. Huh? Big shoes. I would say, guess what? We won. Put in, uh, put in our international, uh, whoever it's going to be, the UN, the peacekeepers, mm -hmm. the peace, blessed are the peacemakers, uh, for they are, uh, whatever. They're Remember right. Eli Wallach? Right. And that's it. Bring everybody home. No more deaths. Just, just, just uh, that's right. We didn't have any business being there in the first place. Sometimes you have to admit your mistake, okay? Uh. We screwed up. We put, uh, supposedly June 30th, here's the handover. Oh, just, just like wait. they do with the bouquet at a wedding, you know? Right. <laughs> that's right. They throw it out there and whoever catches it, they got it. And the same thing. Here's the keys to the kingdom. Throw it up in the air and whoever catches it, hey, have a good time. We're getting out of here. And haul ass. This bull crap about, oh, we're bringing democracy to Iraq. Well, when the hell did that ever come? Where did that come from? Where did it come from? We're creating democracy and we're force feeding democracy. That was never the excuse that was given. This was supposedly about protecting Americans and about fighting terrorism. All of these things. Weapons of mass, destru of mass destruction. And now all of a sudden they got the stupid American public brainwashed into that we're, we're force-feeding democracy. We're spreading it around the world. We're freeing people, oppressed people, freedom by uh, emancipation, by decapitation. Man, 16,000 dead Iraqis, and that's probably a low-ball estimate, which you won't hear about in the U.S. because we don't count them. It's too embarrassing. Well, they shouldn't have attacked us. That's right. They shouldn't have flown them planes in the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. Oh, it wasn't them? Well, don't confuse us with that crap, okay? They look like them. Right, they got them hook noses and brown That's right, and they had them schmatas on. Just remember what I told you, boys and girls. The whole world, all these conflicts, they're about headgear. Just just do like uh, the beach. Just shave your head nice and clean. That's the way to be safe, okay? Just shave it clean. Oh, 28, now back in the day I could have said some more yeah. about that, but I won't. 28 past noon, if, you have, if you've been hearing me talk about fast train for a while and thinking, maybe this sounds like it might be something for me, it might be. The fact is simple, if you have the dedication, fast train can provide you with the necessary training and help you achieve your new high-paying computer career in just four short months. Think about it, in just four short months, uno, dos, cuatro, uh, trace, whatever that other one is, you can be on your way. Fast Train's got day, night, and weekend classes, financial assistance for those who qualify, too. Once you complete your classes, Fast Train can even help you out in obtaining that new computer job. So it's that simple. If your life is like on a treadmill, if you're going nowhere, if your paycheck is an embarrassment, just make that call today once and for all and change your life. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Even the call is free. 
Fast Train's got seven Florida locations, including Pembroke Pines, Fort Lauderdale, Candlehead, Miami, so there's bound to be a campus nearby you. Check them on the web, FastTrain.com, and then make that call. It can bring you a real career, some real training, and a big fat paycheck that goes along with it. Call today, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Live and local, this is Sports Radio 560, QAM. It's day oh. in Miami Town. Absolutely. At 560 WQAM. <laughs> Fundamentalists talk crazy with these making. They're lazy. Just so much phlegm in all their conversations They only shower on the special occasions And they blow up everything Yes And us, they have all your money Blow up so much stuff that it's not funny Baghdad is tragic There's no way Stop it! They're car bombs and hijackings. These are just a few of their favorite things. They fight over land they should ask pretty please in their desert type world. There's some real violent freaks, won't they wear some deodorant, please? Arabs take us, they have all your money. Twenty six to one at five sixty. WQM. I have another weenie here for lunch. Mmm, man, these are good. I'm having a pop tart. Are you really? See, Chocolate. great minds work alike. We're eating crap. Who is the most honest politician? Oh, speaking of crap, rights under the convention. There's yes, Jew Lieberman is asking some questions. Who is this man kidding? Okay, he loved it. Wow, I think they must have tied his to fill in too tight. Who is the most honest politician in the USA? 390 votes from the bottom up. Bill Nelson won. Only one for poor honest Bill. I bet, I bet you if you went out on the street corner right now, Ives Dairy in 441, Jeez. and you asked 100 people, who is Bill Nelson, they'd look at you and go, like that. Everyone. Just like like that. Come up and. Or maybe they do the Greg Reed deal. Yeah. Like that. Who's, who's Bill Nelson? Yeah. Anyway, he's got one. Hillary Clinton, she's got two. That's because the women are the ones who are like her. We don't have any women listening. That's okay. We don't get paid for women listeners anyhow, so what do we care? Right? See, I've adopted a whole new sure. attitude about many things. Why, why am I going to sit here and bitch about the fact we have no women callers, no women right. listeners? Well, we don't make any money off of that. Don't talk to them. Just talk no. about them. Jim Jeffords, two. Charlie Rangel, six. Howard Dean, 13. Dennis Kucinich, 14. Bobby Graham, 22. We like Bobby a lot. George W. Bush, 29. That is blasphemy, man. That is outrageous. That is effing outrageous. That there are still, we got 29 people in this audience, 7% who are stupid enough and stubborn enough to believe in the rantings of a madman. Jesse Ventura, 44. He's moved up nicely. John McCain, 46. Jimmy Carter, 75. In fact, Jesse's in third place of the uh, named people. 
But, of course, number one, and the correct answer, they're all crooks, 145, 36.2%. Bunch of crooks. If you like this story, well, I'll get to it in a minute after these important calls. Like the one on line nine, WQAM. I told you. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Good. Uh, listen, I think it was yesterday that some guy called up with a spy report. About? On uh, Rush Limbaugh's show about how he's blaming the uh, prisoner torture thing on uh, the don't ask, don't tell. Right. Well, sure enough, on I was listening to Glenn Beck this morning. Oh, why? I know, I know. I'm just, I'm a talk junkie. Come on. Oh, give me a break. And the guy, and some guy called up, some angry white guy listening on WIOD because he says where the callers are listening to. And he said, yeah, I think it is this don't ask, don't tell. And Glenn Beck called the guy a crackpot. He says, that's outrageous that you would make such a ludicrous claim. Yeah. You know the guy was just dittering what he heard on Rush's show anyway. Ditto, ditto, yeah. Also, too, did you happen to see this, um, there was a letter, there was an editorial in this newspaper from Wisconsin where they're asking the uh, readers to send more pro-Bush letters because they get too many anti-Bush letters. Yeah. Did you, did you see that at all? No, because I don't live in Wisconsin. Well, it was on the Internet. It was floating around. I just thought, you know, because it's an editorial, and they say that we don't get enough, um, we get too many letters critical of Bush, and we Good. need more letters saying that, you know, uh, pro-Bush. You mean the, the newspaper was saying this in that editorial? Yes. Well, what kind of crap is that? It's from the the Post Crescent in Wisconsin, and here's one. Well, where, where in Wisconsin? No, not not in Milwaukee or maybe Milwaukee, not in Green Bay, not in. Uh, it's in uh, Appleton, Menasha, uh, Wisconsin. Oh, Nina Menasha. Yeah. Bunch of yahoos there, man. It, it says here, real quick. It says we've been getting more letters critical of President Bush than those supporting him. See, when Madison I... is where all the liberals are in Wisconsin. The rest of them are a bunch of Nazis. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, what, yeah, but yeah, they're beer guzzling Nazis in Milwaukee. I know. All right. Thanks a lot, Pally. All right, Neil. Bye. Have a great day. Even that sausage man resigned. They did five minutes. This goes to show you what CNN is all about, the cable Nazi network, which George came up with yesterday. Very good, George. Cable Nazi network spent five minutes yesterday telling us about the sausage, the mascot for the Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers retired. Yeah, they had a five-minute piece. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the world is crumbling down, and you wonder why the American public is like, like that. And this last guy means well, but he's a talk show junkie listening to Glenn Dreck on WIOD. That is that is unbelievable. They gotta have a search party for this guy's radio. WIOD? Oh, I hate that station. Yeah, all Nazi news all day. Another one. Five, six, seven. Am I getting a little worked up? Not good. This hot dog does it for me every time. Perks you right up. Am I the only one that eats cold weenies? Not the only one. Huh? No. You don't? I used to. A nice snack once in a while. How much wrong with a little sausage? Nothing. What about Josh? You ever have a cold weenie? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no, Maybe, if Duff out, Maybe if Duff would stay out of there long enough. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. See, I'm, I'm so proud of all of us that we just, we danced right along that little line there, you know. We just danced right along it. As opposed to that intemperate business we had before with that rhinestone cowboy bit. Man, you won't be hearing that again. God. I was just banging everything in sight here. Well, I can't say that either. WQAM, hello. Hey, where the white women at? There you go. That was it. What, what was that? A shot. Well, I, I didn't hear. What did she say? He, putting on a voice, said, where are the white women at? Oh, I see. WQM, hello. 
Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, um, I'm, I'm amazed that you brought up Bill Reverend Nelson. Jones. That was... WQM, hello. Good morning, Neil. Good afternoon to you, sir. I'd like to offer my control. Oh, sorry, time for a break. <laughs> just relax. Will you just calm down? I'm in full control here, man. I'm in full command of my faculty. Well, you got the weenie in one hand, so I don't know. Yeah. And my pen in the other one. I'm writing, uh, figuring out numbers. Cypher? 20 till 1 at 560 WQM. We got the, oh, and do you see this? The Glasgow, they're like uh, an explosion. There's, there's all kinds of stuff going on all over the world. But the, the sausage mascot retired, so that's the important story. Let's have a 30-minute piece on the cable Nazi news network about that. You got Fox Nazi news. You got cable Nazi news. About the only ones left at all with any balls is CBS. Uh, I think it's kind of like a backlash against the uh, Janet Jackson thing and the Ronnie Reagan miniseries thing. CBS is finally striking back. And Viacom against the Stern business. They're all striking back, baby. Let me tell you right now about the financial group. You know, you've heard me talk about these folks and their incredible only one mortgage program with an unbeatable one and a quarter percent rate for the purchase or refinancing of your home. One and a quarter percent. It is unbelievable. That means if you have a hundred thousand dollar loan, your payments are just three hundred thirty four a month. If you have a two hundred thousand dollar loan, your payments are just six sixty eight a month. What's not to like? Now they're advertising on TV. They're all over the radio, including here. This program's got everybody talking. The only one mortgage makes it possible and only the financial group makes it available. Refinance your current home, get money for renovations, move to another home, and never pay fees or closing costs again. You pay zero closing costs, zero credit bureau fees, zero application fee, zero discounted points, zero everything. Kind of like Glenn Beck's ratings, zero. This is for real. Just call Financial Group 1-866-395-LEND to find out more. That's 1-866-395-LEND, the only one mortgage. It's the only mortgage you'll ever need. They're an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions apply. 4.25 APR. Rates subject to change monthly. Live, Live and local. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. Go to Mayo Celebration. It's the all-new mayonnaise from Mexico. Cinco de Mayo. Give your sandwich a south-of-the-border flavor. Outsource your condiments with Cinco de Mayo for half the price. And with Cinco de Mayo, there's absolutely no health benefits. So spread a little Cinco de Mayo on your sandwich and watch it pick its own lettuce. Cinco de Mayo, the mayonnaise that comes with its own knife. You'll find it at Walmart and you'll pay less than American mayonnaise. Cinco de Mayo from NAFTA Foods. By the way, there's another two to three hundred uh, photographs that are going to be coming out. You see that? Two oh. to two hundred to three hundred more photos. When's the video coming out? So for those people that have been really highly entertained and amused by all this stuff, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. You got some really good crap coming. Now speaking of crap, let me tell you about Florida, all right? Okay. Rednecky Yahoo Mugwump uh, State. Right. Barefoot mud. Only the rest of the state can make South Florida look good, and boy, we look we come out smelling like a rose, like Joe Rose. And by the way, somebody I know said Joe Rose smells pretty good. Absolutely. Been trying to stick his nose in there for days now, especially because he's trying to grab out of his coattails after Joe had the big numbers in there from 8 to 10 a.m., 5-3 share in each hour. And somebody that did like, uh, what did he get, like a 3-something? Three 3-2. Three oh, 3-2, oh, my God. Holy moly. Oh, my God. And you, you know what he's going to blame, don't you? Oh, I, I don't know. The fact that Joe and Mark, no, no, Joe oh, and Mark. that's right, no lead-in. No lead-in anymore. He's got that awful sporting news radio as a lead-in. If we could just bring Joe Costello back, because Mark don't want to come back. If we could just bring good old Joe back, doing some more of those overnight pornographic shows when nobody's listening, then Mo could have himself a lead-in. And maybe have a number in there, do you think? No. 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 
He sucks. Anyway, Zephyr Hills, Florida, this is just so typical, man. This story epitomizes everything that's wrong with the United States, and specifically with the Florida and the West Coast and most of the state. Zephyr Hills, you know where that is, of course? Yeah. The city, the city council of the central Florida town tried to settle a bitter month-long dispute by voting yesterday <coughs> to change Martin Luther King Avenue back to its original name of 6th Avenue while keeping up street signs with both names, kind of like Hialeah. The four-to-one decision followed almost two hours of pubic testimony over an issue that turned neighbor against neighbor and exposed racial tensions in this town of 11,000 founded by Union veterans of the Civil War. In my opinion, it's just pure evil that has come to the citizens of this town. Donna Church, a white resident, told the city council as he tried not as she tried not to choke up. I know people have known each other 20 years who won't speak to each other no more. Sally Stewart. A white resident who's married to a black man. Oh my God. Said the debate that erupted over renaming 6th Avenue last October to honor the slain civil rights leader had exposed the state of race relations in Zephyr Hills about 25 miles northeast of Tampa. The sewer of the universe, Tampa. The armpit, the anus of the planet, Tampa. Stewart said, thank God the cover has been pulled off Zephyr Hills. Some opponents said they didn't want to change their addresses and weren't consulted. Others said renaming a street after King could hurt the town's economy, as streets named after him elsewhere frequently run through poor neighborhoods, like in Tampa and Fort Lauderdale. Right? Right. Supporters of keeping the street named after King rallied outside City Hall before the meeting holding signs that said, No justice, no peace in Zephyr Hills, and singing, We shall overcome. But, uh, how's that go? We shall... I don't know how that goes. asking me? I'll go find somebody. How's that go, Josh? You know. Yeah. If we can compromise by putting both names on the signs, that's one token gesture. A token? Oh, oh no. Somebody said that's a token gesture. Holy moly. <laughs> that we can make to bring our community back together, said Council Member Celia Graham. Ben Yeomans... Am I pronouncing that right? Ben Yaman, Yaman, who lives on 6th Avenue, said he opposed renaming the street because of King's opposition to the war in Vietnam. Well, I don't get it. I don't consider Martin Luther King to be an icon or a hero to be looked up to, he said. I thought the people who were against the war in Vietnam were right, as it turns out. Oh, excuse me. Don't confuse a bunch of rednecks with the facts. The council had renamed the street last year after being petitioned by resident Irene Dobson, who thought it was time the town did something to honor Mr. King. Dobson said before the vote that the efforts to be named uh, to 6th Avenue were racist. They say it's not, but I wasn't born yesterday, she said. But after the vote, Dobson said she was happy with having both street signs in place. I like it, she said. I really, really do. Sounds like a whole bunch of crap over nothing, don't it? Yeah, whatever. They say donut? <laughs> See how I sneak that in again? <clears throat> Sublimable. I'm being paid by the Krispy Kreme people. i got to get those sales back up again because the Atkins diet is killing them, man. Killing the uh, Krispy Kreme stock. Because everybody is low carbonate now. I think maybe we should tell everybody. I don't want to do it. We got that sponsor, you know. I'm going to go out and get some ice cream. Oh, and by the way, let me just also mention ice cream like that. What is it called? It begins with an E. Um, the Atkins stuff. Indulge. I don't know. Isn't that what it is? You're asking me. I don't know. But anyway, the stuff that's got the uh, low carb ice cream, all of it. I said this before. I want to say it again as a warning. Before you think, oh, I'm going to go make, give me a whole big bowl of ice cream. It's only going to have like 15, 20 grams of carbs. Right. 
man, you are going to be so close to home all day, you're going to be just doing the green apple quick step for hours. It's got maltitol and sorbitol, and uh, it's got it all. Believe you me. And we can't make any of those sounds anymore, but guess what? Well, we had a couple of them sneak on it before. They were just raspberries, but it sounded kind of like the same thing. You can't play that either no more, you idiot. You crazy? That's that sounds potatoes. like an excretory sound to me. That's what the is that? Toothpaste coming out of the tube. The hell it is. I never had toothpaste come out of that tube. Squeeze it harder. Oh, okay. Oh, and speaking of that, what a great segue. Oral sex lessons to cut rates of teenage pregnancy. <gasps> I'm going to be an instructor. Yeah. This is in the Brit papers, of course. They wouldn't have that in America. That's un-American oral sex. Encouraging school children to experiment with oral sex could prove the most effective way of curbing teenage pregnancy rates a British government study has found. Pupils under the age of 16 were taught to consider other forms of intimacy, such as oral sex, were significantly less likely to engage in full intercourse, it was revealed. Britain's teenage pregnancy rate is the highest in Europe. In 2002, there were 39,286 teen pregnancies recorded. The government's also spent more than 60 million pounds to tackle the problem, but so far failed to halt the rise. A sex education course developed by Exeter University trains teachers to talk to teenagers about stopping points before full sex. Now, an unpublished government-backed report reveals that a trial of the course has been a success. School children, especially girls who received such training, developed a more mature response to sex. The study by the National Foundation for Educational Research found youngsters were less likely to be sexually active than peers who received traditional forms of sex education, dispelling the fears of family campaigners, in other words, right-wing lunatics, who believe such methods actually arouse the sexual interest of teenagers. Right. Now the government will recommend the scheme called A-Pause to schools throughout England and Wales following the success of the trial in 104 schools where sexual intercourse among 16-year-olds fell by up to 20%, according to Dr. John Tripp of the Department of Child Health at the University of Exeter, who helped design the course. Teachers who sign up to the course are primed to deal with queries from pupils on all kinds of sexual experience. Those behind the course stress the scheme does not suggest teenagers experiment with oral sex, God forbid. Instead, they say, APOS promotes the message that other forms of physical intimacy are safer than full intercourse. It teaches people assertiveness skills and that they should be only as intimate as they feel comfortable with, said Tripp. A Department for Education and Skills spokesman said the report's verdict would be made available to all schools. All teachers respect peer-reviewed material. This will help influence their decision, she said. So how you go? How do you like that? Oral sex lessons cutting the rate of teenage pregnancy. What were those oral when is we were oral. teens? I beg your pardon? Where were those lessons when we were teens? Maybe we can get Bob Kuntz to make some more of them bumper stickers again. Oral is moral. Give him something to do. Get him off the streets. Get a job, Bob. Oh, here's that uh, article. Where did, did somebody fax this in? Yes, indeed. Wisconsin Daily asked readers to send pro-Bush letters. This, again, showing you how the mass media... This is that liberal media <laughs> that they're always screaming about. There is no liberal media, like Eric Alderman said in that fine book is. doesn't exist. According to polls, President Bush's popularity has been dwindling since the Iraq War heated up again last month. But it really has come to has it come to this? It asks. A Wisconsin Daily newspaper, in a novel twist, has resorted to asking readers to send in pro-Bush letters to the editor to balance out the many critical of the president. In a notice to its readers, the Post Crescent of Appleton, Wisconsin, observed that with the presidential race heating up, the editors have found themselves in a quandary. They feel their views page takes the political and social temperature of the valley. I don't want to ask where they stick the thermo thermometer. Under the arm. But now the question is, how can we balance the perspectives and topics of our letters when many of our submissions have been coming from only one side? 
We've been getting more letters critical of President Bush than those that support him. We're not sure why, nor do we want to guess. Oh, <laughs> let me draw them a diaphragm, huh? But in today's increasingly polarized political environment, we'd prefer our offering to put forward a better sense of balance. Since we depend on you, our readers, to supply our letters, that goal can be difficult. We can't run letters that we don't have. If you would like to help us balance things out, send us a letter, make a call, or punch out an email. We'd love to hear from you. And a letter responded to that editorial published today, Ellen Kunz. Oh, see, I mentioned Bob Kunz, and there's his sister, Ellen. Of Nina wrote, Could it be that you're ignoring the current temperature of the valley? If you're getting more letters critical of Mr. Bush, it is likely because the valley is more critical of him, and for a good reason. If you're receiving so many letters indicating an imbalance of opinions, it's because your readers feel they need to do your job for you. They're telling you there isn't enough public scrutiny of this administration's policy and actions. Also on Tuesday, Della Bisaw of Appleton asked, Whose bright idea was it to solicit reader support for Bush? Was it a PC executive decision or Gannett headquarters, she asked. Good question. You go, girl. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, let's see if we can't have some more pro-Bush stories there on the uh, cable Nazi network. And we don't. We already got nothing but those on the Fox uh, Nazi network. And then, of course, on the commercial networks. We'll take away your licenses if we don't have more pro-Bush stories between now and November. Wow. Five six seven oh five six. I guess I've been like overlooking these calls here, right? Oh yeah. What? We might be missing something important. WQM. Hello. Change the subject already. Oh, sorry. I got to do the break. Oh, see, now we now we got a new one. Uh-huh. Now we got a new one. We got we right. got we got Bre- uh, Whisperer Junior. Mm-hmm. Changes. Twelve fifty six. Four minutes before one at five sixty. Change the dial, okay, Schmendrick. Change your underwear. Change your pantaloons. Change your little panties, okay. And have a great day. And thanks for listening, by the way. What's uh, going on that poll? Who is the most honest politician in the USA? Now, maybe that was him just doing the voice without doing the whispering, because that would be three times today. Even he usually doesn't uh, get that carried away. That was probably the real voice. The most honest politician. They're all crooks, 166. Jimmy Carter, 89. Jesse Ventura, 56, as in Q, 56. John McCain, 53. George W. Bush, 33. 33 ought to be ashamed out of 473. Bob Graham, 28. Dennis Kucinich, 16. Like his hair. Howard Dean, 14. Charlie Rangel's got seven. Hillary's got seven. Jim Jeffords, three. And Bill Nelson's got one. You know Bill Nelson's got one? He's got one. Hey, if your carpets look uh, like really shabby these days, if they're like worn out, if they're looking really uh, schmutzy, here's the answer for you. If you want to bring them back to life, make them look just like you had brand new laid on your floor, call our experts at Dry Concepts. They're the best in the business at bringing your carpeting back to life, which is why I've been using them in my home for over 20 years now. 20 long, excruciating years. Can you even imagine the amount of schmutz they pulled out of my carpets in that period of time? I don't want to think about it. Sanitize your home today using Dry Concepts, certified trained technicians, and their exclusive patented Dry cleaning method. That's right. They dry clean your carpeting. Same idea as dry cleaning your clothing. Leaves them vibrant in color, soft to the touch, smelling lemony fresh. They're drying a couple of hours. You really can clean today and entertain tonight. And don't forget, they give you a written guaranteed price up front before they start the work. No bad surprises at the end of the job. So whether it's your carpeting, your area rugs, your drapery, your upholstery, all of these things, these are the people you want to trust them to. And when you do call Dry Concepts, ask them to put you on their standby list, which will save you an extra 15% off the already low price. Trust me when I tell you, there's nobody in the world does a job like these folks for you. Dry Concepts. Call them toll-free at 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071, or check them on the web at dryconcepts.com. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Buttheads, it's the one to two hour. Coming up tonight. 
on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story. He did more things with his mouth than Courtney Love could ever dream of doing. He was Bobby McFerrin. Don't worry. Be happy. Oh, no, not that song. I have to interview that guy? According to information posted by VH1 on their website, Bobby McFerrin creates music by, quote, beating noises out of his entire body while emitting a constant accompaniment of guttural noises, clicks, and popping sounds. Unfortunately, this also describes a huge percentage of crazy people who, like McFerrin, live in New York City. Excuse me, I'm from inside the behind. Are you Bobby McFerrin? Uh, never mind. Excuse me, sir, are you Bobby McFerrin? Don't worry. Be happy. Wait, I think it's Bobby McFerrin. Don't worry. Be happy. Because George W. Bush is an alien, and John Kerry is JFK's brain hidden in his pants. Oh, man, we were so close. Don't worry. Be happy. Unable to locate Bobby McFerrin, we were forced to contemplate his rather annoying little song. It's a crock of you-know-what. Jack Forrest is a Des Moines resident who, at the peak of the song's popularity in 1988, fell into a threshing machine. People would come up to me in my wheelchair... My head's in a brace, I'm in a full body cast, I haven't yet regained the power of speech, and they're singing that freaking horrible song to me. Don't worry, be happy. Huh. Bleep you, Bobby McFerrin. I said bleep because I figured you wouldn't let me say f Am I right? Bobby McFerrin, bad music is not a victimless crime. It's a big, juicy, sopping wet look at showbiz. Tonight. On inside the behind. 103, excellent at 560 WQM. Why you faxed me this thing from this right wing piece of garbage? This insane. He's oh, just for fun. The weekly worst, the media research center. Woo! Get yourself some help before it's too late, okay? Man, oh man. Now let's get to the important stuff, all right? I National didn't... Enquirer got the big uh, Michael Jackson story and the big Martha Stewart story, who just hits 275 pounds. Wow. She's uh, got problems. Bombshell allegation in molestation case, Jacko's co-conspirators. The Inquirer says Michael Jackson's criminal problems mushroomed when a surprise new charge of conspiracy to commit extortion, child abduction, and false imprisonment was leveled against him in the child molestation case. What's more, the embattled pop star told a Pinocchio-sized lie outside the courtroom, and he's facing an allegation that he did drugs. All of these things. The bombshell conspiracy allegation means prosecutors have now included other people in the case against the 45-year-old entertainer, and the Inquirer has investigated the secret identities of two possible co-conspirators now named publicly in the grand jury indictment. They're former employees of Jackson who helped him deal with the family of the now 14-year-old boy who's accused Jackson of molesting him and playing, applying him with alcohol in early 2003. After the alleged crime took place, police alleged that Jackson Camp tried to intimidate the boy and his family with threats, took the family's belongings, and attempted to relocate them to Brazil, a source close to the case told the Inquirer. There may even have been death threats leveled, said the source. At one point, the boy and his family may have been held hostage at Neverland. Meanwhile, Jackson had people searching through the boy's and his family's belongings at another location, desperately trying to retrieve a laptop computer that Jackson had given to the boy. There's a belief that there was incriminating evidence against Jackson on the laptop and that Jackson was desperate to get it back. Uh. New York City Attorney Joseph Tecopina told the Inquirer that he represents the two men who may be named co-conspirators, but he denies the men, Frank Tyson, 27, and Vinny Amen, or is that Amen, 23, took part in any conspiracy. Tyson, who's known Jackson for more than 20 years, recently worked as his assistant. 
Amen, or is it Amen? An entertainment producer met Jackson through Tyson and became vice president of MJJ Productions. As the family's relationship with Jackson was deteriorating and the Martin Bashir documentary was creating problems for Jackson, Tyson was asked to come to California to work on a rebuttal show, an insider told the Inquirer. Tyson brought Amen with him. The two ended up minding the boy and his family. The family says they were threatened by Tyson and Amen, but Tyson and Amen offer a completely alternative view. They say the mother was an opportunist who wanted Jackson's continued financial support, and even wanted him to buy her a house down the road from Neverland. The two men also stayed with the young accuser and some of his family members around February 2003 when the Bashir documentary aired on ABC. The Inquirer has also learned that prosecutors could potentially bolster their case against Jackson if they used testimony from a new accuser. In our May 3rd issue, we reported that L.A. police have announced they've invest they're investigating a new child abuse accusation against Jackson, this time from a boy who alleges the singer abused him from the age of three. You following that? Yeah, three. This time from a boy who alleges the singer abused him from the age of three. Oh, my God. Sources have disclosed that the boy, now 18, says he's had flashbacks of repressed memory of sex with Jackson and seeing Jackson do drugs. A police source told the Inquirer, the boy told police he recalled Jackson feeding him red wine in a silver goblet. Oh, there's that Jesus juice again. In a dark room inside the house Jackson once lived in Encino, California. He also says he saw Jackson do drugs. Another shocking twist, Jackson told a bald-faced lie outside the courtroom in Santa Maria, California. In the bid to reach out to potential jurors, Jackson said, my children were born in this community, which, of course, is completely untrue. His son, Prince Michael Seven, was born at Cedar sinai Medical Center in L.A., while his daughter, Paris Six, was delivered in an operating suite in Beverly Hills. Jackson's former wife, Debbie Rowe, gave birth to both children. It's unclear where his youngest child, Prince Michael the Tooth, who was adopted secretly, was born. The whole case will come down to who's telling the truth. Jackson was accuser, said the source close to the case. And here Michael puts his foot in his mouth by telling a lie that is a checkable fact. He's got Cirrus, baby. Good. Just sold Neverland, too. Did you see that, 18 million? No, I did not. Just sold Neverland. Well, he's got some bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Let's take a look at that poll now. I'm really surprised we had so uh, such a short list here, aren't you? ...are involved in seeing that the punishment for such violations of human rights... There's Hermann Goering Rumsfeld, by the way, who's going blah, 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 like that. Man, he must have naked pictures of El Presidente, wouldn't you think? I'm <laughs> being dragged around on a leash. Who is the most honest politician in the USA? They're all crooks, 176, 34.5%. Cynics, like me. Jimmy Carter, 95. This is out of 508 votes. 508. Jesse Ventura, 62. John McCain, 58. Look at that. Jesse moved into second place of the named peoples. John McCain, 58. George W. Bush, 34. 6.6%. They left the other six out. He's El Antecristo, man. Make no mistake about it. Bob Graham, 30. How many's Bob got? About 30, man. Dennis Kucinich, 19. Howard Dean, 14. Charlie Rangel, 8. Hillary Clinton, 8. Jim Jeffords, 3. And Bill Nelson, 1. How come we haven't put John Kerry on there? I don't know. How come, come on, Josh. How come you left John Kerry off of there, you maniac? Just because you don't like Dunkin' Donuts. Get him on there, please. He's right. Let's okay. get serious. We didn't put Ted Kennedy on there? Didn't we? No. We didn't put Bubba on there either. Well, they lied about you know extraneous stuff. Right. Other stuff. I mean, Ted said he didn't kill the bitch, and uh, Bubba said he didn't get no um, <laughs> jobs. Double... WQAM, hello. Hello, you? Yes, sir. Yes, I am. Anyway, I've got a name for a poll. Yeah. About Ralph Nader. Ralph Nader, there you go. Ralph Nader, maybe crazy, but he's honest, is what mm -hmm. this guy says. Okay. 
He'll get some votes. And he deserves them. He's honest. No, he's not honest. He's just crazy. He's just an egotistical bag of wind. Well, At any rate, who knows if he's honest or not? I don't think he is. Don't you remember we had that expose story about him and all the special interests? He's full of crap, just like all the rest of them. See, let me let me just put it to you this way, all right? Nobody is gonna nobody who's got all kinds of other things going for him mm -hmm. uh, is gonna throw it all away for a job that pays a hundred grand a year, two hundred grand a year, sixty grand a year, like mayors of some cities, unless they got millions and millions in graft waiting for them. I don't want to mention Mayor Pequena. Mayor Pequena. You notice I left that out? Right, yeah. Well, I have to. Right. I can't say, hey, Mayor Conga Pequena. I like that. Let's do that. Let's form a conga line. <laughs> what was that thing in that store yesterday? Kumbaya? I said Kumbaya. I just Kumbaya. Made Kumbaya. That was a pretty boring song. Who did that? Kumbaya. That I don't know. Some more, another singing nun? Oh, man. It was awful. I don't know. WQAM, hello. Today. I'm talking about the game, it's George's viewing. Yeah, okay, great. WQM, hello. Yeah, I got uh, something for your poll. Yes, sir. Um, Mayor McCheese is the only politician I trust. Mayor McCheese, how about uh, right. Ronald McDonald? I don't trust any of those politicians, but he makes a pretty mean burger. Okay, thanks. How about Hamilton Burger, man? I think he <laughs> ate too many of me, choked on him. Poor Hamilton Burger. Don't and smoke. Casper Wine. Don't smoke. Please don't smoke. I beg your pardon? Casper Wine Burger. Another idiot. Five six seven oh five sixty pound. Actually, these calls today have been some of the very best of all time. When you come right down to it, you know. How many times has Reverend Jones and his boyfriend called? About thirty, man. And the whisperer. About thirty, man. Right. And then this other guy, the, the last one, was that Reverend Jones doing the dark voice? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. So, like I said. About thirty, man. Yeah. Wait till we see him at the track next time. I'm going to stick Wally Hennessy's boys on him. Okay. They're going to kick your ass, man. Hey, Wally, here's the finish line over here, baby. Quit looking back. Twelve minutes after one at 560 WQM, you know, Voom is the only entertainment system that's designed specifically for high-definition TV. Voom has got over 35 channels of high-definition programming, three times more than anybody else. Voom, V-O-O-M, has exclusive HD channels. They got it all. They got movies and sports, music and news, not available on cable or satellite. Voom has your favorite cable networks like MTV, ESPN, CNN. Voom has your favorite local channels, both in high definition and standard definition, too. Voom's got over a 100 channels of great entertainment, and they deliver for you the best picture on earth. If you want details on this fantastic offer they got going for you right now, just make this toll-free call. Call 1-866-848-8666 or check out their website at voom.com for their limited-time offer. They give you free installation, no upfront cost, no long-term commitment. So better get booming because this offer ends May 31. Call them today toll-free and find out what it's all about, and then let us know. Call 1-866-848-8666. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. And another thing. You know, listen to me, you would have been a big star by now. With that little thick, squeak voice. How do you expect to get anywhere, you little puny puke? We say puke.
pay you, I ought to smack you. I know my smell attracts you. But unlike Zach, you, you still got a job. I feel just like that you are my kid brother. And one yiddy to another. That's why you are still not buying. <laughs> One eighteen. Just calm down, Eric. I got your email. I got your email, but of course it won't come through because my uh, computer oh. is blocked. Uh, potentially unsafe and violent, filthy and disgusting crap you were trying to send me. And I saw some of those words on there. I think they had a point. But anyway, my email's working. All right. Just calm down, Eric. Okay, relax. Here's a fact that says uh, your audience might find this site interesting. Issues2000.org slash default.htm. Got it? Got it. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I wrote it all down. It is called On the Issues, Every Political Leader on Every Issue. The site interactively allows the browser to access any state and check out... Oh. Right. Oh, please. Cracker, please. Now, here's a fact that says, maybe not well-known in the Banana Republic, Bob Wexler. Sure he is good old Bob. We'll try to get them voting machines with a paper trail so we know what the hell's going on. Bob Wexler, good man. Palm Beach County guy. Got him? Robert Wexler, W-E-X-L-E-R. Got him, Josh? I'm sure you do. Thank you. There's somebody we can trust, right? Right. Josh. How about Larry Smith? Oh, I'm sorry. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. It's been tough getting too many more names on this list because there just uh, ain't too many honest folks running around. It's a short list. It's a really short list, and I warned you that right off the get-go. Mm-hmm. WQAM, Hello. WQM, hello. Yes, how about Mayor uh, Rudy Giuliani? How about him? Oh, I think he might be an honest guy. Okay, well, let's put him on there. Okay, thanks. See Uh, you. Okie doke. Rudy Giuliani, you got him? We got him. Okay. He wasn't being too honest uh, to his ex-wife, I guess, but that that kind of stuff we don't care about, the hanky-panky. Like somebody once told me, every guy's got their banana stuff, you know? Who told you that? Gary Lawrence told me that at WINZ. Oh, okay. Man, I thought that was a very good way of putting it. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Of course, don't be saying that like in uh, Tampa. (laughs) You know what I mean? No. Ever see a banana split? Especially at Bush Gardens, don't be saying stuff like that. WQAM, hello. Yes, sir. Um, The Senator Byrd from West Virginia. Senator Robert Byrd, former Klan member, right, thank you. Bobby Byrd, put him on there, Robert Byrd. He just turned 122 years old, doesn't look a day over 121. A dead man in a suit. He was on that committee this morning, along with a lot of other very objectionable people like Jew Lieberman. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Charles Rangel. Charlie Rangel, he's on there. He ain't doing too well, but he's he's on there, thank you. Good man, I like him a lot. He ought to have his own show. 
In fact, what they ought to do is put him on there instead of that damn, uh, those two goofballs, the balded James Carvel, and who's the other one? Paul Begala, Begala on Crossfire. Man, they are so wimpy and weak. And then they got that bow-tied uh, mother, uh, Careful. what's his name? Mother Carlson, that's his name. Oh, and speaking of things we can't say on the air, uh, excuse me for taking so long to bring this to your attention. What the hell is that spot that our operations oh. manager... <laughs> no, no, listen to me. I I'm serious. We had a discussion while it was going on. Don't hate you. Listen, all this stuff that we can't say, and I had all the... I almost had a nervous breakdown. I nearly had a stroke when that John... When that uh, Glenn Campbell thing was playing before, trying to, like, punch everything. I didn't know what the hell to do, whether to scream or peel that banana. But here's a guy who's given us a, you know, a song and a dance. Well, the corporate says this, and you're giving us a new list every day. And in the meantime, he's doing a spot about constipation and defecation. What the hell is that? If that ain't excretory activity, sweetheart, I ain't never heard of it in my life, okay? Sounds pretty excrety to me. Constipation and, I mean, constipation, painful. Painful. According, I beg your pardon? Painful. Yeah. I was getting a little twitch just hearing about it. My God. Constipation and defecation? Are we really that desperate? I guess they got yeah. they pay up front, huh? <laughs> no, no. See, this audience thinks I'm joking about that. We don't care who you are, what you're peddling, what kind of snake oil salesman you are, because we can relate to it. We got a whole bunch of those anyway. We will, if you'll pay, especially up front, we'll put your spot on here, okay? Copper magnetic bracelets. I mean, you name it, anything. You can pay behind. No. Well, back in the day, I would say something about yeah. that, but I can't no more. Has something to do with it. Martha collapses. Martha Stewart, poor bitch. Pals fear suicide as she hits 275 pounds. <laughs> Domestic diva terrified of going to prison. Martha Stewart is ballooned to an all-time high of 275 pounds, reports to the Inquirer, and is on the verge of mental and physical collapse so severe that friends fear she could take her own life. The 62-year-old domestic diva has increasingly turned to food for solace as she faces about well, the good thing she got all that cooking experience, you know? As she faces a June 17th sentencing date following her conviction on conspiracy and obstruction of justice charges, exclusive inquire photo snapped outside Martha's Manhattan office in April show, the multimillionaires who almost always appeared meticulously groomed in public, shockingly overweight and disheveled. Oh, my God. Shockingly. And they got a picture here, man. She's got a puppet that would make Oprah embarrassed. A monster, a, gi a giant in the soon-to-be-in-prison uh, crowd. Martha is terrified at the thought of being locked up with criminals and targeted by lesbians. Oh, ho, ho. she's arguing with her attorneys, battling her family, and rocked by the perceived betrayal of her longtime close friend, Mariana Pasternak. Or is that Pasquignac? Other friends have begged her to get her medication, calmer fear and rages, but they say Martha insists on using food as her only tranquilizer. Those closest to Martha fear for her, a friend told the Inquirer. She appears to be having a breakdown, and she suffered a physical collapse. Weeks after the guilty verdict, Martha's heartbreak completely overwhelmed her, and she broke down and collapsed in a heap. Why are they doing this to me, she cried. And she's in denial about her huge weight gain. Before the trial, as her legal woes mounted, the once felt Martha reached 250 pounds. Since then, she's put on another 25 pounds for an all-time high of 275. Her clothes don't fit her. They're far too tight. But she goes right on munching rich foods and washing them down with vintage wines. <laughs> She's just trying to, like, you know, she realizes she's on limited time, right? Mm -hmm. She's living it up while she can. While Martha desperately needs friends, she can no longer trust Mariana Pasternak, her friend for 20 years, who turned against her with embarrassing revelations during the trial and blockbuster testimony. 
Mariana said Martha told her she sold Implone Systems Inc. shares after learning the biotech company's founder was dumping his stock, and she quoted Martha as saying, isn't it nice to have a broker who tells you these things? It was a shocking betrayal from a close friend, and although Mariana slightly backed off the statement later in the trial, the damage had been done. Said the friend, Martha considers Mariana a turncoat, someone who did whatever the prosecutors wanted. See, the fact of the matter is that since this bitch, Martha Stewart, was a broker herself, right. That's what cinches it for me. Right. See, I had forgotten about she that. Knew. She wasn't, uh, like, innocent. She knew what was going on. She no, knew what she was doing. And now they ought to throw her in. Every other stockbroker, they all belong in jail together, man. Every single one of them. You're a bunch of thieves. You're a bunch of con artists. You're a bunch of snake oil salesmen. You even make our sales department at QAM look good, and that's almost impossible. You even make Gary Sarner look almost human. And by the way, Gary, look out the window of the plane, baby. You're going to see a real close-up view of New York. Or maybe it would be North Carolina, you think? Keep him out of there. <laughs> oh, that's base. right. They don't cotton to his kind of North Carolina. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's okay. There will be some other sales who will come along to kind of pick up the pieces, as they say, Gary. You idiot. Anybody that's keeping track at home, maybe, uh, probably people in the audience have like a little, you know, a little diary. Sure. For the show. Anybody's keeping track. Gary Sarner is number one now with four bullets, okay? Passed Todd Rick like he was sitting still. 26 after 1 at QAM. I want to tell you about our friends at the Financial Group. You know, you've heard me talk about them and their incredible only one mortgage program with an unbeatable one and one quarter percent rate for the purchase or refinance of your home. One and a quarter percent. It is positively unbelievable. That's just 334 bucks a month if you have a $100,000 loan. If you have a $200,000 loan, your payments are just 668 a month. Now they're advertising on TV. They're all over the radio. The program is so exciting, it's got everybody talking because the only one mortgage makes it possible and only Financial Group makes it available to you. So refinance your current home, get money for renovations, move to another home, and never pay fees or closing costs again. You pay zero closing costs, zero credit bureau fees, zero application fees, zero discounted points, zero everything. This be for real. Just call Financial Group to find out more. Toll free. It's 1-866-395-LEND. That's 1-866-395-LEND. It's the only one mortgage, the only mortgage you'll ever need. They're an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions apply. 4.25 APR. Rates subject to change monthly. Live and local. This is 560. The radio is all yours. QAM. Neil God. From the makers of CSI comes a show about tackling the nastiest criminals on the planet. Wacky morning show DJs. It's FCCSI. Okay, people, we've got a shock jock making scatological comments about the female anatomy. Let's roll. See the guardians of decency take down the purveyors of filth on FCCSI. So, if you guys make juggies, don't complain what strange men want to boink you. <laughs> you guys get that? Uh, yep, that's three boinks, two juggies, a big dangler, and a Lewinsky. Sir, we've got a case. Let's move. Okay, I'll take caller 14 for tickets to... Freeze! FCCSI! Whoa, 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 me, what did I do? You're under arrest for indecency on the airwaves. Oh, come on, man, dude. I'll tell you what, if you let me go, I'll give you a morning zoo t-shirt, huh? What do you say? I don't want your t-shirt, scum. I want your ass in jail. Uh, excuse me, sir, uh, can you say ass? Sure I can. I'm not on the radio. I'm on TV. <laughs> FCCSI. Only on CBS. When we're not exposing Janet Jackson's breasts on the Super Bowl, we're exposing some really serious crimes.
let's abuse some more prisoners. Make them scream nice and loud. Get me some wires and a battery pack. I don't care if they ain't from my rack. Should be used, used, used to the torture. 'Cause we're just playing their game. In the past, it had to be worse with Saddam Hussein. One thirty-two at five sixty. WQM Mad Dog coming up at two. The Humper from uh, Seminole uh, in Hollywood. Seminole uh, gambling plunging. From four to seven, only senator to vote against the Patriot Act, and also our only friend in broadcasting in the Senate, Russ Feingold of Wisconsin. He belongs on there right away. Got him? Good. Got him? We got him. And Carl Levin of Michigan isn't bad either, except for them glasses. Lose those granny glasses, Carl. Get him on there too, please. Okay, he was on our committee this morning. But a beep, but a boop, but a. Now let's see. Zephyr Hills and every place else southeast of Idaho might have a street named for Martin Luther King, but Pompano Beach has a street. Yeah, we knew that, didn't we? Actually, an avenue, Northwest Third Avenue, named for a true African American hero, Esther Roll Avenue. If you want good times, head for Esther Roll Avenue. Right, roll out the barrel, and she kind of looked like one when you come right down to it. P.S. Any chance you might play your book of Brian bit that mentions the great Ms. Rule for those of us still down here in the land of the free, home of the brave, etc. What what bit is that? Psychic Negro Network. No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. But I'm glad you asked on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Oh, this is a good article by Molly Ivan. See, I'm glad I saved the really good stuff right for the ass end here. The what end? The ass end. You know the end where you have like constipation and defecation and things painful. like that. Painful defecation. That's I'm sorry. Right. My man, oh man! I always kind. knew that that muff was a real pain in the ass, but good God! That's coming up again too. So, is it really? Yeah, let's promo it, so to speak. <laughs> That's what Clarence told me. Anyway, Molly Ivins writes that was no fraternity hazing at Abu Ghraib prison. She says, "Let's get real." On Fox so-called news, former Army Sergeant Tony Robinson was allowed to claim without contradiction that what happened at the prison at Abu Ghraib was no worse than fraternity hazing. Rush Limbaugh concurs. Let me speak up on behalf of the Kappa Sigs, KAs, and even Deeks, where only minor branding incidents occurred when George W. Bush was the head of De head Deke at Yale. This is straight from the report of Major General Antonio Taguba. Between October and December 2003 at the Abu Ghraib confinement facility, numerous acts of sadistic, blatant, and wanton criminal abuses were inflicted on several detainees. The systematic and illegal abuse of detainees was intentionally perpetrated by several members of the military police guard force. The allegations of abuse were substantiated by detailed witness statements and the discovery of extremely graphic photographic evidence, including the following acts. Punching, slapping, and kicking detainees, jumping on their naked feet, videotaping and photographing naked male and female detainees, forcibly arranging detainees in various sexually explicit positions for photographing, forcing detainees to remove their clothing and keeping them naked for several days at a time, forcing naked male detainees to wear women's underwear, forcing groups of male detainees to masturbate themselves while being photographed and videotaped, arranging naked male detainees in a pile and jumping on them, a male MP guard having sex with a female detainee. Using military working dogs to intimidate and frighten detainees, and at least one case biting and severely injuring a detainee, taking photographs of dead Iraqi detainees, breaking chemical lights and pouring phosphoric liquid on detainees, beating detainees with a broom handle in a chair, threatening male detainees with rape, sodomizing a detainee with a chemical light and perhaps a with a, a broomstick. There it is. Just face up to it and quit making excuses. I've spared you so much disgusting detail, she says. In our continuing quest to understand how we got where we are, let us turn our attention to Ahmed Chalabi. 
He's the most plausible con man and comes with excellent credentials. Born to a prominent Iraqi family in 1944, exiled in 58 with buckets of family money, went to MIT at age 16, got his Ph.D. in math from the University of Chicago, where he first encountered one of the founders of the neoconservative movement, Albert Wallstetter. According to a profile in Salon.com, he there met future neocon leaders Richard Pearl and Paul Wolfowitz. Salon reports he is charming, worldly, and a skilled networker. What follows is a complicated business financial history leading to the founding of the Petra Bank in Jordan in 1977. Chalabi had ties both to the Shia theocracy in Iran and the Shia Amal militia in Lebanon. He also helped finance Saddam Hussein's trade with Jordan during the 80s, according to Salon. By 1986, Petra had a billion dollars in annual trade with Iraq. The bank collapsed and Chalabi was convicted of embezzlement and fraud. He fled to uh, uh, Jordan for London. As head of the Iraqi National Congress, funded by the U.S., Chalabi continued to push for the overthrow of Saddam. The U.S. is still paying him and his organization 350 grand a month. His association with neocon hawks continued. Even though both the CIA and the State Department concluded he was untrustworthy, the intelligence he provided to the Bush administration before the war consistently proved to be wrong and fraudulent. So why did the neocons trust him despite his record? My theory is that there's a terrible naivete about neocons that often deludes them into believing what they want to be true. Remember the time they convinced themselves Jonas Savimbi of Angola was a great freedom fighter? For anyone who knew Savimbi's record, it was gag me with a spoon city, but they kept insisting that this disgusting human was a hero. Other neocons so hated Sandinistas in Nicaragua, they backed drug runners and creeps of all descriptions against them. The neocons fell for Chalabi for one reason. He said he would help Israel. Once Saddam was overthrown, he said he would reinstate the Iraq-Israeli pipeline, reorganize, recognize Israel, and trade with Israel. Chalabi, with our backing, became a member of the current Iraqi governing council. He has also made his nephews into power players in post-war Iraq. Gone are the promises about Israel. Whether justified or not, most Iraqis believe Chalabi corrupt beyond counting. Even some of the neocons who have so long discounted the CIA and State Department reports about Chalabi's essential dishonesty are starting to doubt him. Could this entire disaster in Iraq be as simple as, we was conned? Yep. Y-E-P, there's the answer at the bottom of Molly Arvin's column. Yep, we yep. was conned. Yep. Ahmed Chalabi, what did I tell you? He's an embezzler, a crook, a gangster, a piece of crap, a neocon of the worst sort. Is there any other kind? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Who is the most honest politician in the U.S.? Eh? Two hundred and five of us. That's a third. Say they're all crooks. You turd. Jimmy Carter one fifteen. Jesse Ventura seventy six. John McCain sixty seven. George W. Bush thirty nine. Six point four percent say the Bushmeister W can be trusted. Sure. Bob Graham, 34. Dennis Kucinich, 22. Howard Dean, 17. Charlie Rangel's got eight. Hillary Clinton's got eight. John Kerry, four. Jim Jeffords, four. Rudy Giuliani's got a pair. Bill Nelson's got two. Ralph Nader, two. Bobby Wexler, two. Bobby Bird and Russ Feingold so far have the big oh! out of 607. Keeping track of all that? Oh, yeah. Good. 20 before 2 at 560 WQM when you shop for quality footwear. There's only one place to think about that's Brandy's and Pompano Beach. They've been doing it right for years and years, forever. At Brandy's, you'll find the biggest selection of men's and women's shoes, the best service, the best prices in town. So what's not to like? No matter which brand is your favorite, they got them all. They got Rockports, Floorsheim, SAS, Sperry, Timberland, Naturalizer, and lots more. And with Brandy's humongous selection, you can just about bet Greg Reed's life on it that whatever shoe you want, they got it in your size in stock right now, ready to slap on your foot. In fact, people love Brandy's so much that when they come back over and over again, they usually buy several pair on each visit. Brandy's is open daily, 9 to 9, Sundays 10 to 5. You'll find them at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. It's always worth the trip no matter where you are. And don't forget, all this week at Brandy's, it's a great time to buy New Balance shoes. All great men's and women's New Balance styles, 20% off this week 
at Brandy's. So come in the store and visit them on the website, brandyshoes.com. gambling place. And then we got Warren Cromartie, the Crow, at 7 as the pre-pre-game, uh, the pre-four-play deal. And then we got the Marlins on deck at 7.30. Marlins at the Astros, eight, uh, what is it, 8.05, 80 after the game. Got all of that? Got it. Good. Huh? 5.670, pound 5.60 on the AT&T and Verizon. I still can't stop thinking about that spot that, of all people, oh. you know, if, if Tommy would have cut it, you know, I mean, he can't help it. Call your friends. But good golly, Miss Molly, Muff Lindsay doing a spot about constipation and def and and what was it? Painful, De- painful defecation. Well, all I can break. say is, oh my God, what's coming next? <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hey, Uncle Neil, how's it going? Yeah, pretty good. Hey, you know you're talking about that spot that that you're ripping on for the defecation or whatever. Yes. Hey, yesterday during Neil's show, or not Neil's show, but during Hank's show, they have this new spot where they're calling for men who suffer from uh, premature yeah, ejaculation. Yeah, we have that one. Yeah, yeah. we got that. Oh, That's got nothing that new. Hey, did you also hear that the um, they caught the kid who slingshotted the Virgin Mary in the um, down in Tampa or whatever? Slingshotted the Virgin Mary. You know the picture that everybody was worshiping. Oh, they broke the, the window? Yeah, I broke the window, they called Oh, him. that one. I didn't know that uh, that happened. That must have happened when I was looking the other way. No, they got him. Well, First thank point. the Lord for that. That's <laughs> the best news of the year. Thanks, Pally. No problem. I'll rest, I'll rest well tonight. Aren't you pleased? Uh, he slingshotted the Virgin Mary on the side of that bank building, gosh dang. I'm just taking care of some right here. That's all right. Well, I'm looking up this envelope here so I can put it in the box and I can live up to my what I told Eric there. There you go, Eric. It's in the, it's in the uh, bag. Get a bag, Eric. See, I take care of my business. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. I'm not a nervous Nelly like some people I know. I don't want to mention no names. You understand? <laughs> Look at that. There's only one line ringing now. I, I could uh, get the rest of this material here, but that would be bad because I'm sure we have some very important calls coming in between now and two o'clock. Don't you think? I know so. WQAM. Hello. How you doing, Neil? 
Pretty good, sir. Good. I have a suggestion, not not for a poll, but like on Thursday instead of a poll, have a like a, a mock vote. A mock vote. A mock vote. A mocky vote. Yeah, you know, just see what the listeners, most of the listeners, I, I would think, I would think would be one for care. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we do that periodically once in a while, but every Thursday is a little over the top. Okay, plus we got to let some goyim vote too, not just Jews. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and variety. I mean, can you imagine that? Hey, pal, you're a great caller. You're a wonderful American. I wish you a great life, but uh, stay out of programming, okay? We got enough problems as it is. Believe me, with the difficult, painful defecation. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I just. I'm not even thinking about uh, Glenn Campbell anymore. That 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 pales into insignificance. Yeah. I mean, at least I didn't consciously anticipate. You know, I'm saying it wasn't an act of uh, intent. But intent. the idea that the idea that we're taking money to put this kind of crap, if Careful. I can say that on the air. <laughs> wow. WQAM, hello. Yeah. I mean, at least I didn't consciously QAM. anticipate. You know, I'm saying it wasn't an act of. Uh... Now I've got that radio just cranked up. It sounds like he's got his head right on the speaker. QAM, hello. Neil, how are you? Pretty good, sir. How are you? Not bad. Thank you. Listen, uh, I hope you don't have Jimmy Carter on that list. Yeah, we do. In fact, Jimmy Carter's leading the way, man. He's got 121 votes. Oh, man. That guy, he just makes my stomach boil. Yeah. Does he give you, like, does he create difficult, uh, painful defecation for you? Yes, he does, sir. I uh, was in the United States Air Force from 1976 to 1982 between the time that he was in, and Reagan was in, and right. man, he just he just sent a lot of guys to their death. Un, unfortunate. Yes, he did. But but uh, you but know. Then again, he, don't all presidents do that? Yes, they do, sir. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, he sent them with the wrong equipment, and that's why what happened in desert. Kind of, kind of like sounds like what's happening right now, as a matter of fact. Exactly. That's good. They, they sent us out into that desert, and they just we messed up, and we wanted to go forward, and he said, "No, come on back." We'll, yeah, but look time. at the good job he did with those hostages in Iran, man. Yeah, it's right. And then, exactly. Uh, it was a mess. You know, it just turns my stomach. Thanks a lot, Neil. Good luck to us, Pally. Thanks. I'm glad he got back in one piece anyway. Watch out for that depleted uranium. Well, well that's if it's really, depleted, it's really why are you worried about it? Huh? If it's depleted, why are you worried about it? <laughs> and then it goes, it's got pictures in this book of, of some of the troops, you know. Hovering and, and some of the locals hovering over some of these uh, vehicles that have been, uh, you know, shot up. And of course, the uh, the plate of the uranium. Where were some of the pictures? It's just, it's, uh, yeah, it says in the immediate aftermath of the first Gulf War, Allied troops climbed aboard shattered Iraqi vehicles in search of souvenirs and to spray paint them with graffiti. No one was warned of the possible long term health hazards posed by lingering depleted uranium residue. And then, of course, the kids of these uh, veterans are turning out with all kinds of grotesque birth defects, of which we have some pictures. Oh, this book, it's uh, its scary. Must reading. Spinning on the Axis of Evil, America's War Against Iraq, by best-selling author and award-winning journalist Scott Taylor. It's in paperback. Go out and buy it. Read it. Spread it around. Okay, spread it. WQAM, hello. Something succulent. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Is this Neil Rogers' show? This is the Neil Rogers Show, sir. Yes, you're on it. Uh, I wanted to ask you. Well, you were on it. WQM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I got a name for your poll. Okay. Little Neil. Who is it? Little Neil. Little Neil. Okay, Little Neil. You got that? Is that what you call it? Wow. 
WQM, hello. Hi, Neil. Thank you for coming back. I know it takes a lot of patience to do no, it. No, it doesn't. Now, when you got these paychecks coming, baby, when you got those big, fat paychecks, I couldn't give a crap less. Okay. I got my brain right on the right spot now, man. Okay. Well, I just wanted to uh, call and tell you uh, that uh, did you uh, did anyone fax you the article, or I didn't get a chance to check your website this morning, but uh, the, About... the commander of the operation to save the Iranian hostages said at a commencement speech that he was glad that the operation failed because had it succeeded, then Jimmy Carter would have been reelected as president. Now, this is the commander of the operation. Yeah. Uh, uh, did anyone fax that to you yet? No, but I, I'm glad you told me about it and have a calm down, have a great life. Boy, he is so, so emotional, just so over the top. You know, good intentions, but man, I beg your pardon? Are you going to take that break already so I can hear that spot? Hear what spot? Our new oh, favorite spot. Oh, about the uh, difficult uh, defecation. That the spot's pain. coming up, by the way, everybody, so I would just uh, sit right over there on the edge of your seat. <laughs> yeah, right on the edge <laughs> of your seat. hurt. That's right. It may be painful, but just mosey on over right to the edge of your seat there and put your ear, your, your ear up to the radio. Mosey. 152 at QAM. Buying a mattress can be damn confusing. So many brands, different model names at every store. It's almost impossible to compare. Plus all the phony sales, phony promises with strings attached. You really need to read the fine print, which is why Dial Mattress is so un... Unbelievable. Believable. It's the easiest possible way to buy a mattress. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you get the best prices on the best brands with your delivery on your schedule and the best customer service in a business. Why would you want to buy a mattress anyplace else? Dollar Mattress won the 2004 Better Business Bureau Local Torch Award for Excellence because they work harder than anybody else during your business before, during, and after the sale. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS and speak with one of their expert betting consultants, you can rest assured you're getting the best possible mattress. Choose from a complete line of Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, and Stearns, Bananas, Foster. Dollar Mattress takes same-day orders all day long from Kendall to Stewart, Palm Beach to Fort Myers. Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now, and you pick the date and two-hour delivery window. You want your mattress delivered? They're on time 99.7% of the time. You can't beat that. I'm one of the resilience of satisfied customers. You call them first, just the first time, and you will be too forever. Give them a call, 1-800-MATTRESS, or log on to their website, mattress.com. Dial a mattress, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, the easiest possible way to get you a great night's sleep for years to come. How young is too young? Thanks for the funny memories. 
most certainly welcome, I'm sure. Now that you're gone, you must be relieved. Boy, you ain't kidding. I have some flop sweat going. Just like a warm summertime breeze. Like a warm breeze over my bare buttocks. You're out the door. I am out the door. Welcome. John Stevens. So long, John Stevens. Hope you had fun. Your voice made me want to shoot myself with a gun. Go away. Ooh, 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 I find that slightly humorous. Well, this year was special today, I'll tell you. I told her it was going to be good tonight. Oh, yeah. He called it was it. special. Now, what happened yesterday when we had that glitch for Did we ever figure it out? Did somebody nope. close the pot in the other room? or? Nope. Huh? We don't know, or nobody's telling us. But it it's wasn't. a mystery. I think somebody was diddling in the other room. They were not. Or maybe somebody was just suffering from some painful, um, yeah, defecation. Anyway, here's our poll result. See how this all kind of fits together? Who is the most honest politician in the USA? Did you say fits? They're all crooks, 219. Jimmy Carter, 125. Jesse Ventura, 81. John McCain, be having 72. And George W. Bush, 44, 6.6%. Hang your heads in shame. Bye, bye, bye. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. I don't do my job as well when I'm constipated. Ah!